See, I don't have that problem. I'm extravagantly handsome, so like glasses just kind of sit on my face very naturally. <laughs> what, a, um, what a convenient time for you to start recording. I know, right? Was that not good? Like a perfect time for me to use that wipe? Good. It was very good. Anyway, you're hosted. This is your episode, I am hosting. Man. I am. So welcome back, Dance Robot Dance listeners, to our 283rd episode 183rd, right? Yep. Of our weekly podcast where we talk about all things geeky and nerdy from a decidedly not safe work point of view. I am Tim coming to you from Toronto, Ontario. You'll be listening to this probably in that nebulous period between Christmas and New Year's where nobody knows what day it is and everybody's just very full of cheese. So thank you for for taking some time out of your cheese haze to listen to us. I have my normal partner in crime, Mark, with me tonight. I'm just buying sunglasses now. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Apparently, this is a holiday tradition of Mark's that we're just learning about. Hey, man, uh, Boxing Week sales on Ray-Bans, you know, yeah. that's when they go on sale. So yeah. that's when I buy my Ray-Bans. Everything a problem. on sale up here. Yeah, man. Yeah, so we are back this week to dive into a series that we've already been prepping for and prepping you for the last few weeks. And we're going to talk about the new Matrix movie, Matrix Resurrections tonight. But first, we're going to talk about this week's little bit of nerdy news not a whole lot going on because it is sort of like the lead up to christmas but hawkeye did have its finale and uh we'll talk about it probably next week i guess yeah i was gonna say we'll probably just do that next week because like it's done and we don't have to do any more work for it so but the mid-credit scene well the mid-credit scene you know they can't they can't all be bangers you know what i mean Jesus fucking Christ. It was and to be fair. Like here's here's the like sixty thousand dollar question or sixty four thousand dollar question. Would you rather Venom or what we got in Hawkeye? Mm-hmm. Now you see now I fucked you. That's a catch twenty two. That's that's what I do. I think the the so for Spoiler alert for anybody that has not watched the Hawkeye finale yet. It doesn't impact the plot in any way, fucking shape or form. But, you know, we've been teased with Steve Rogers, the musical in the past. And this fucking mid credit scene features an entire musical number from Steve Rogers, the musical. And it is painful, just agonizing to watch. And yeah, uh, I, I think I think I was I didn't sit through the whole thing. So <laughs> that says a lot for Mark to like. I turned off Marvel turn off something MCU related. Yeah, I, I couldn't. I got three sentences or set three lines into the song, and I was like, I am fucking out. So I I, I literally just paused it and just did like the shuffle skip. To see if there's anything like, do they get blown up? Does Ultron attack? Like this, like Spider-Man show up or something like that? Nope, nothing. Just the song that goes on for six minutes, or I don't know how long it actually goes on, but it feels like feels like forever for a long time. And then, uh, yeah, Yeah, honestly, I think if 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 uh, I had to have one or the other, I think I would probably rather have Steve Rogers the musical because at least with that, I can just fully ignore it. Like it's this own little fucking stupid self-contained thing. That I can just ignore exists. Whereas like Venom, if they put Venom in the MCU, I'm obviously like gonna they're gonna tie it to like 18 fucking different characters, and I'm probably gonna have to watch it because like you know, some other characters I care about are gonna show up. I was gonna say the those those post-credit scenes are equally as useless as the Fuck. Steve Rogers thing, too, though. You know what I mean? Like equally as pointless, considering he zipped in, in one movie and zipped out at the other movie and didn't actually talk to anybody except for a bartender. So yeah. like 
I don't know. I mean, spoilers for uh, No Way Home. <laughs> I mean, of Spider-Man, Spider-Man No Way Home. Uh, it's doing excellently at the box office, even considering that the pandemic is sort of in a, is yeah, it's kind of ramping back up with the Omicron variant right now. It won about $253 million in its opening weekend at the box office, which is excellent. Third biggest global opener of all time. Uh, Sony's biggest movie ever. Mm-hmm. has already made $587 million as of like a couple of days ago. So good. I mean, good and bad, right? Cause like Sony, that, unfortunately it means that Sony's going to fucking like, you know, the value of Sony and their Spider-Man movies just went way up. It's going to make it that much harder for fucking no, no, like, no. Disney to buy, buy that property back off them. Just wait. Because Morbius comes out in like six weeks. Yeah, that'll tank the fucking value again real quick. So like it's they're <laughs> always they're always prepared to blow their own foot off, basically. Yeah. Come on, Jared Leto. Fuck this fuck this horse right into the shed. I hope so, you know? Like just <laughs> I don't know. Like, I mean fine. Fine. We wouldn't have got what we got as a movie if the Sony people weren't involved. Like if if Marvel just owned the MCU outright or like own Spider-Man outright, we wouldn't have gotten the movie we got. There's no way. Because it was way too big a Sony wike fest for yeah. it, to, like for the MCU to care at this point. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, but if so, but they could have, because like if Disney had bought back Spider-Man, presumably they would have bought back like the rights to the older movies and shit too, right? I don't, I don't know. I mean, maybe. probably not. Why who would knows? you? I guess. Yeah. Why the, would the you? McGuire and Garfield, maybe they don't, but I don't know. I don't know. I just, yeah, I'm glad they made money. I'm like, I mean, obviously, like, that's cool that they made money. I just don't. I mean, you couldn't see it anywhere else. I, my thing was the the stories all week about like people, the like, fucking film critics with their like heads up their own ass, just mystified as to why a Spider-Man movie set in the MCU made this much money and West Side Story flopped. And I'm like, well, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> There's not that many people that want to watch movie musicals. The last big movie musical ostensibly started the pandemic fucking cats. So like, no, I think everybody's has has a little bit of a negative connotation to movie musicals. Now after that, that movie was like, and like, it's almost like COVID was like earth itself being like, you know what? You guys have gone too far. (laughs) It's over. This it's is the over. end yeah, of your this cat's movie. It's <laughs> over. I'm sending the fucking. Now you guys get the diseases. It's over. Yes, it's done. plague time. Yes, yeah, exactly right. Like the, the planet itself was like this cat's movie too fucking no. far. Shut it down. Yes, shut it down. The absolute hubris of this film <laughs> caused COVID. There you go. There's a conspiracy theory I could get behind. Cats yeah. caused yeah. COVID. The movie Cats. There you go. You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> We also heard from Kevin Feige that Spider-Man 4 is already actively being developed between Disney and Sony and Amy Pascoe, who's the producer of the Tom Holland Spider-Man movies. Yeah. So, I mean, we're going to get more, which is good, because if they fucking just left it where they did, then I would not be happy. No, no, I definitely would like to see a little bit more of where Peter Parker is going to be going at this point. But, you know, after they one more datum. Yes. Yeah. 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 The going back over to Disney and or uh, sorry, Warner Brothers and uh, HBO and DC and all that. 
we learn that Michael Keaton, on top of being in The Flash, is also going to be in the Batgirl movie that is coming as Batman, presumably. I am completely mystified as to what this movie <laughs> is about or who's supposed to be in it. Because is it not? So it's it's going to be Batgirl, who's a young black woman, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, like, Latina, I think. Is she Latina? Sorry. Anyway. And who's like apparently not related to the Jim Gordon I guess it could be her mom. She's she's, she's right. Barbara Gordon. Oh, J.K. Simmons is apparently so reprising his role as Commissioner so, Gordon. So okay, but yeah, Which okay. I'm glad that he, I'm glad J.K. Simmons is going to get to come back as Gordon. But he, now he's playing Michael Keaton's Commissioner. Like none of this makes fucking sense. Like I mean, I mean this is going to be like this makes two, sense. All of this is post Flashpoint, so I anything guess. can fucking happen post Flashpoint, right? But like. Oh man, that's yeah. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we'll see the other thing. And this is probably not something really, but else really cares about, but I think it'd be fun. There is talks to bring the Legion of superheroes to an HBO max series, uh, which could potentially be written by Brian Michael Bendis, who's been doing really cool things with the Legion in the comics and is about to f- wrap up his run on Justice League, which has also been pretty good. So, yeah, I'm I'm here. I'd be here for that. I think he could do justice to a live action HBO fucking level dollar figure kind of Legion of Superhero series. I yeah, I yeah, I could do with that. Oh, sorry. That this is the one that is being developed as an adult animated show currently. Oh, okay. I mean, so either or. I maybe all no, invincible. <laughs> probably not. I mean, I mean, not quite to that quite level. Like invincible, but yeah, probably not, not that like, adult. <laughs> yes, probably not to that degree. But I mean, I'm glad Bendis is getting to branch out a little bit. It's nice that. Uh, I mean, it, it just means a whole new audience of people will find reasons to bitch about him. The poor guy, you know. <laughs> Seems like no matter where he goes. Or I mean, either or. I always liked him. Like what he did at Marvel was always like to my taste at the time. Mm. Uh, maybe some of the later stuff didn't like flood everybody's boat the way it did. But like his run on Daredevil is basically like seminal, and like I liked his Ultimate Spider-Man so much so that like I was actually talking to somebody on Twitter this week about how like for like a decade after One More Day, <laughs> mm. for like a decade basically Ultimate Spider-Man was the Spider-Man that like I considered my Spider-Man. Like I, that was the one I read first. And like, I would kind of pay attention to what was going on in 616. But like, at that point, I was like, ah, fuck, I don't care. Like, I just don't give a shit. Jimmy Miles. <laughs> yeah. I won't, no, it wasn't even Miles yet. It was still Peter Parker, Ultimate Spider Man. Oh, in, six, in, in the Ultimate in, Universe? Yeah. Because okay. when they started, it was like 100 and, 150 plus issues of a Peter Parker Spider Man. And then, like, he dies and, like, Miles witnesses the death. Like, that's the story. Oh, and okay. he becomes the new Ultimate Spider Man. And that's why they called him Ultimate Spider Man because he was literally the Spider Man in the Ultimate Universe because yeah, yeah. the, the Peter Parker had died at that point like him and the goblin had finally had it out and they killed each other well you find out like obviously later everybody fucking is still alive but like it gives a reason for miles to become an active like spider-man even though he's like a 15 year old kid and terrified of what's going on around him and then he finds out about his uncle it's a dope story it's all brian michael bendis stuff like he wrote all of that shit like all the transition between the peter parker to ultimate like miles spider-man was all brian michael bendis and sarah pacelli Lots of great stuff in that room. I don't know why. I don't know why I thought that uh, Ultimate Spider-Man started out with Miles, not that it picked up later. Because I've got oh, some man. of those early Ultimate Spider-Man issues, and like not the very first. I, I think I'm missing like one and two or something like that. But somebody like gave me like 
three through 40 or 50 or something like that, just because they were getting rid of some comics. I was like, yeah, this is a book I've heard good things, but I'll take it. Maybe I'll have a chance to read someday. But yeah, I, I for whatever reason, I yeah, always assumed that that was miles from the start. No, Ultimate Peter Parker. So like when the Ultimate book started, uh, Spider-Man was the first one, if I'm not mistaken. It was Spider-Man. There was an Ultimate Marvel team up that was basically Marvel Ultimate Ultimate Spider-Man and like who like <laughs> guest du jour, basically. Yeah, yeah. That some of it become decanonized later as they reintroduced Avengers back into the universe, like the Ultimates, and like you met some of the Fantastic Four that were also introduced later, kind of thing. And mm. okay. who else was in there? But that was Ultimate X-Men and Ultimate Spider-Man were the first two books in the Ultimate line, and then I don't know why we're going on about Ultimate. Like, I don't want to talk about the Matrix, really. <laughs> um, I'd rather talk about Ultimate Spider-Man. Well, here's something that I know you do like to talk about, although this is not good news for you, that uh, John Wick 4 has been delayed almost a year from May 27th, 2022 to March 24th, 2023. Hopefully this is not the start of another fucking cascade of like COVID-related delays, but I guess we'll see. I'm... There were some rumors going around the dirt sheets about that shit this week. So yeah, yeah it was kind of like a lot of a lot of little headlines saying like has has Omicron or like has Hollywood and Omicron caught up to each other basically. Yeah. This week, like little thing pieces. And I was like, uh oh, are we headed towards another like shutdown, shutdown? But anecdotal, our family, like my me and my parents and uh, Alicia were supposed to go to see down by you, go to see uh, Christmas Carol at Shaw yeah. uh, last weekend. And we got there, got into the theater, like, you know, it was everybody asked me vaccinated, everybody asked me fully masked and everything. And the technical director like came out on the stage and said, sorry, this performance is canceled because somebody in the company has tested positive for COVID. So like yeah. we refunded our money, but like the show's not happening. And then we were supposed to go see the Nutcracker being put on by like the whatever, like the Toronto Ballet or what I can't remember the actual name of the company, but like the big fucking Nutcracker that goes on in Toronto at like the Four Seasons Performing Arts Center uh, on the 20, evening of the 22nd last night. And like three, two days before that, or like the day before that or something like that, Alicia gets an email saying like, sorry, we've had to cancel all the performances because multiple people in the company have tested positive for COVID. So these are things that have been operating for months now that are having to shut back down because of this, because Omicron is just super infectious. But my hope is that it, it is so infectious, but it's also seems to have less serious symptoms that in terms of how it impacts the entertainment world, that it will kind of just burn through everything pretty quickly. And most people will have mild symptoms and then we'll have reached herd immunity or something close to it. Yeah. And we can fucking just kind of get back to something closer to normal. Knock on wood, fingers crossed. We'll see. Every time we say this shit, um, <laughs> I, I, it, it, we just, it just seems to like collapse back in on itself. I have no faith in humanity or anything left to get through this anymore just like this is true um yeah yeah the one thing that that's giving me some hope is that this is how pandemics and viruses run their course naturally is over time they become more infectious but less serious oh, it's the same enough. thing that happens with flus and stuff like that because that's how they evolve to survive in the long term and so, you know, eventually we're going to get to a point where COVID is endemic, but hopefully it will be a strain that is that has it does a fucking virus no good to kill off a lot of the people it infects because then it can't infect more people. Yes. Yeah, so I understand the science of it. It's still just. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, Anyways, that was everything that I had in terms of news. Did I miss anything, Mark? Did you not want to talk about uh, Doctor Strange? 
and the trailer. I guess we kind of talked about it last yeah, week. Yeah, we talked about the, yeah, the the teaser and everything that dropped in the you know, credits of No Way Home. Nothing. I mean, there were some people whining about the Punisher's logo being changed, but like, really, that's just people whining to whine more yeah. than anything else. In in the comics, like, also, yeah, it is in the comics. Which means like, it's <laughs> got a six month like reboot date from <laughs> yeah, there. It's exactly, shelf life. It'll be back to normal, like before you know it, guys. Uh, mm-hmm. So there's that. That was about it, really, though. I guess, eh? Like, there was not much to talk about this week. Yeah, it's quite time of year for news. So, I mean, there was an uncharted, another uncharted trailer that was dog shit. And then, I don't care about. <laughs> and then we we didn't really talk about like I mean the NFT ghouls have come for uh, Stan Lee and Bob oh, Ross God. also, but like I guess Stan Lee was the one that I was like, oh come on, even I just go away. Yeah, like, I'm over it. Leave it. Just yeah. leave it alone. It's done. Um, was there really nothing fucking like, crypto on bros variety on like nothing, nothing going on in the fucking entertainment industry that like talks Not much to us at all. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> That's fair. I mean, I've just been right. looking at the fucking sales for the last like three days, so I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> well, then we can move on to our Geek of the Week, which is where we discuss the nerdiest things we have done the past week or so. Mark, what is your Geek of the Week? Oh, man, I've just been bouncing around a bunch of games. Like, what the fuck else is anybody doing right now? Like, there's nothing to do. Like, who Everything's has shut to do? back down. And- yeah, everything's yeah. like shut down again. Nobody knows who's doing what for Christmas. So I was just like, you know what? Steam sale, motherfucker. Let's get like in there and yeah. buy some shit because... May as well. So, like, I grabbed a bunch of stuff. Like, they've given a, a couple games that I wanted to try away already on Game Pass. So, like, that uh, Alien Fire Team game that I've been kind of curious to get into uh, is free on Xbox right now, or like it's part of Game Pass right now. So, I was like, oh, that's great. So, I played that. But I, yeah, I was back into, like, I'm, I know I'm going back into Red Dead also this week. So, I'm kind of just been like dabbling. Like, I've been finishing off Death Loop. Um, I was fiddling with uh, Doom Eternal again, like, doing some of the DLC stuff that they released this year. I had got a really good deal on a copy of Anno 2205, which is basically like SimCity for the future kind of thing. So I was fiddling with that a little bit because I like those. They're like nice, relaxing. Like I can do two hours of Anno and then like go to bed. Yeah. And yeah. I feel like I've calmed down a little bit as opposed to yeah, like just two slow hours your mind of, down kind of thing. Yeah. As opposed to like two hours of like Batman Arkham City or something like that, where I'm like pounding the shit out of people. Yeah, or like, fucking adrenaline rush. Yeah. And like yeah. having to like dodge fucking trick, like whatever traps and shit. Yeah. So like, yeah, those are, I like those kinds of games for like bedtime. But yeah, I've been fiddling with like, I even like, I almost booted up The Witcher 3 the other day just to like, don't do it. No, I'm not going to. It's fine. I just like saying <laughs> what I want is like I'm going to keep mentioning it and see if Christy actually listens to the podcast at some point <laughs> randomly, and, it, and then just like comes in screaming at me. Sure. Uh, it'll be hilarious. <laughs> but no, the Steam sales have been like kind of mediocre. But like you know, what are you gonna do? What else did I grab? Nothing like exciting. I did a little back catalog stuff. I was just thinking a couple. Uh, like I got the last Tomb Raider game for PC, basically yeah. cheap. Because <laughs> like it's like eight bucks or something like that on one of the websites. So you can so. play Lady Indiana Jones for a bit. Yeah, that's always fun. I have no problem with those. Yeah. Oh, you know what was fun? You'd like Pumpkin Jack. It's like a it's almost like a Disney thing. You gotta okay. see it. Take a look at it. Sounds like sounds like some nightmare before Christmas shit. It kinda like has that kind of vibe. Has that vibe? Like that yeah. creepy cute kind of vibe. Yeah. And I think it's only like a ten hour. I feel I was just like playing it's like a platformy kind of game. So mm. I was having fun with it. Like, like, again, it was eight bucks on Steam. I don't know. I, I know it's on PlayStation, but I have no idea how much it is on PlayStation kind of thing. So, yeah. but yeah, it's just been Steam sale and PlayStation sale. I grabbed something for PlayStation and I can't remember what it was now. Oh, that Kena Bridge of Souls or whatever the fuck it was. That like that cutesy like kids game that was oh, getting yeah, like, nines. It. Got, like, yeah. It was getting nines and stuff. It's not 
don't it's it's a kid's game do not get it <laughs> it's i put I, like, I put 25 bucks on it so i'm like eh, i don't feel terrible but whew, i could have that could have gone to something else yeah probably <laughs> so although like i already got returnal and demon soul so i'm basically done on playstation for this year i'm just waiting for horizon now i'm on horizon that's what i'm looking forward to cool it's like february I, don't know. I seriously don't want to talk about this movie, man. So I'm just going to like delay. Like, <laughs> well, then you can just let me talk about it. Yep. Uh, for me, after we, after watching No Way Home uh, for reasons, if you don't want to be spoiled about it, I went back yeah. and rewatched all of the Maguire and Garfield Spider-Man movies because it's been a long time since I'd watched any of them. And I, I still maintain there's some pretty great, great stuff in both series. I still to this day think that Spider-Man and Spider-Man 2 and Amazing Spider-Man all hold up pretty well on rewatch, although the effects in the Maguire movies in in particular are starting to show their age considerably. But you just in terms of like the dynamic and the sort of writing and stuff like that, I I still like the way that Spider-Man and Spider-Man 2 were written. Still feels like more like Bill Dozier to me than uh, almost anything else like you would get away with these days like it just feels like 60 60s batman oh yeah i mean it's campy speaking. for sure it's yeah. sam raimi right you're not yeah. gonna get it you you were definitely gonna get camp when you bring in sam raimi to make a fucking comic book movie and that, that's what we got kind of thing so yeah i mean you've got to be in there like going in expecting some some camp and that's what you get but yeah and uh and i i think you know there's been some chatter now about like people wanting andrew garfield to like get to finish off his trilogy and i'm kind of i kind of would like to see that now like, I want to see him come back from, I mean, we got to see some of his redemption in No Way Home, but like, I'd like to see him come back from losing Gwen at the end of Amazing Spider-Man 2 and like, and like see him written by like somebody competent and, and like get some, get him with one more fucking good villain. Like him and the lizard was pretty good. The fucking villains in the second movie are hot fucking garbage. I guess we would have to see him resolve things with Harry. Harry, I don't know if that's Green Goblin or Hobgoblin or what, but that's uh, Green Goblin too. Usually, yeah. is Harry, yeah, yeah. So with Green Goblin too, that fucking character design is so bad. I mean, they they never but had they, it. They, they could never, redo it. They <laughs> never had a good Goblin design. That's actually part of the reason why I was so disappointed that like we're never going to get a Green Goblin in the MCU is because they've yeah, never quite we, done the design right. You know yeah. what I mean? And now they're just like never going to like. How do you do it now? Like when he's fought a Norman Osborn. Like he's not gonna be able to meet a Norman Osborn in, in the MCU <laughs> and just like forget that this other one murdered his yeah. fucking you know, never mind, spoilers. Spoilers. <laughs> anyway, yeah. yeah. Uh yeah, so so I that's how what went down and went back down memory, Spider-Man memory lane with the five first five movies. Yeah, I'm not like I, I yeah, the Spider-Man three thing or the amazing Spider-Man three thing. Uh, I could get behind that for sure. I mean, more Spider-Man for me is not a bad thing. As long as it's not Tobey Maguire, I don't care. Sally Fields was like a great Aunt May. Yeah, it was like, like a more like classic traditional Aunt May than Amir yeah. Sorvino was. But. Yeah, so you just call her Amir Sorvino. Marissa Tomei. You I always do that. I, I do it too. I do it constantly. You, get, you must have got it from me. Because I was Amir sorvino her all the time. For like <laughs> the first like two years that she was Aunt May, I called her that. And like just because they were both contemporarily hot women in media that are brunettes, Italian women that were like were famous around the same time. Yeah, they're both smoking hot. So like I just yeah, yeah, absolutely (laughs) kind of get them mixed up in my head because they're both beautiful women. They were like always in stuff around the same. They're the same kind of stuff too, like kind of indie flavored stuff. Yeah, Uh, like the stuff that I was watching in the nineties. Yeah, yeah. 
So I was like, both, I was into both of them. It's just I can't remember their fucking names or which one is which. <laughs> I had the same problem. No worries. Fair anyway. Enough. All right. I guess we got to do this, eh? Yeah. Oh, man. Let's move on to the meat of the episode. Resurrected incubation pod meat. Oh, man. Because <laughs> we are going to talk tonight about Matrix Resurrections, the fourth entry in, I guess, fifth entry, maybe, if you want to consider the Animatrix. In they the should count the Animatrix because it brings their fucking average up. <laughs> I would true. be counting and the then, Animatrix as much as the possible. Matrix series, uh, directed by Alana Wachowski, starring Keanu Reeves and Carrie Ann Moss from the original movies, and now bringing in Yaya abdul II, Jessica Henwick, who we know from... Uh, the MCU Netflix series as oh fuck what's her character's name Colleen, Colleen Wing. yeah Jonathan Groff and Neil Patrick Harris being super arch and chewing up the fucking scenery um, sadly we were not able to see this movie in theaters because of the aforementioned Omicron variant and case numbers being pretty high in COVID right now so like theaters are at like fifty percent capacity and it's like impossible to get tickets because there were like tons of pre-sales and shit like that. So they're like, yeah, we just got to have these people and not give anybody else tickets now. Uh, And also they're making people wear like masks the whole time. And like, I don't want to really go to a movie and not be able to have like popcorn and and a giant soda kind of thing. So I was like totally like wearing a mask the whole time, but like not, not having any food at all is like, okay, I'm done. Like I can't, you know, whatever. Although like 50% capacity is kind of like where I'm happiest when it comes to going to the movies. So like there is that. Yeah, it's nice. It was, it's been really nice having like, you know, a seat between you and the next group for sure. But yeah, um, but because Warner brothers has been doing day and date streaming all this year, it meant that we could watch this movie at home, like in full HD with nice sound and everything on our own home theater setups. So uh, let's go ahead and do top level thoughts first and then mark can tell me the plot so mark what were your top level thoughts on matrix resurrections i feel like the line about wb uh wanting a new matrix trilogy uh and they can either help make it or they'll just get somebody else to do it it's basically the movie telling us why it was made and it definitely feels like that was the mindset uh going into it from pretty much everybody involved because I will not good it was would basically be my uh, overall takeaway on it. Yeah, I was not happy with it at all. So we'll see how this goes. <laughs> uh, well, I, I'm going to go into this uh, praising it by faint or damning it by faint praise, maybe by saying that I definitely enjoyed it more than the previous sequels that we talked about a couple weeks ago, more than honestly uh, nope. and, 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 nope. revo- and revolutions. Nope. I found it to be better written, better paced, better produced, oh, definitely God, nope. better effects. Nope. Uh, and I found it to add in some new and interesting ideas, some new themes and metaphor while maintaining and extending some of the ideas from the originals. But there is absolutely still some jank in the execution, some story points that don't totally work for me, some effects that don't really work for me. So, you know, not fantastic, but overall, I was okay with it. Hmm. This is the Jay and Silent Bob reboot of these movies. <laughs> oh, I mean, I mean, absolutely it's abysmally bad. <laughs> so, uh, it's I mean, in terms in terms of the the homage sort of uh, side of things, absolutely. Oh, but it is <laughs> well. Then uh, let's first uh, have Mark recount the plot of Matrix Resurrections for those people that may not have watched it on streaming on day and date, and you know are are okay with having it spoiled for them. Mark, what is the plot of Matrix Resurrections? It's four pages long. Guys, I apologize. <laughs> I'm so sorry. We open on a phone call again. 
we are on a phone call again, and it is uh, we're going to find out it's Bugs and her operator, whose name I never caught the entire length of this movie. Just the, he, he was, was just the name. operator. Yeah, he he didn't do a whole lot, but yeah. I think he was. Fuck yeah, I don't even know. Oh, there you uh, go. Anyway, uh, Sequoia. Sequoia. Oh right, yes, that's right. There was dialogue about that. Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> So we see the opening of the Matrix. Uh, cops are sneaking up on a woman that looks like Trinity, but it, it's definitely not Trinity. Um, we watch the scene play out basically identically from the first movie. We're, we're in a new iteration of the Matrix that apparently doesn't have that green tint to it. They yeah. worked that bug out. <laughs> yeah, which kind of ruins the ambiance of all this shit. It just looks like they shot it on the cheapest possible <laughs> green screen of all time. Great. <laughs> so... It, like this is it's, it's literally the exactly the same scene. Uh, the the agents show up and the new Morpheus, who was interestingly also the new Agent Smith here, walks up and get, does the the line about like your your men are already dead basically. Yeah. And yep, except this time we're watching inside the room and uh, Colleen Wing is in there, blue hair. Except this time, and like she's watching this happen from behind a wall with her operator. Mm-hmm. It's like this looks familiar. And it's in it's running in a modal, which I don't this is jargon. It's complete nonsense, right? This doesn't know. Maybe it's maybe it's programming language. We just don't know. (laughs) It's not. Trust. Like, I I know enough about this stuff to know that that's not actually a thing anyway. And somebody can correct me if they want to. I'm all aboard. Like, I always love to learn, but like, I've never heard that term used that way. Yeah. Anyway, so it's running some kind of like sequence to like build a program or educate a program, basically like train a program kind of thing. Yeah, it was simulation to uh, like evolve programs, I think yeah. they say. Like this kind of cool idea. Which is an interesting idea. I mean, it makes sense. Like if you were going to train an AI, you would run and run it through a sequence over and over again to kind of train it to do what you want it to do. And yeah. that's basically what this is. And we find out, I'm not sure we find out right away, but like we find out that it is, it's, it's built from outside the matrix kind of thing. Yeah, like it's, it's kind not of part of the matrix outside the matrix. Yeah. So like, yeah. and they're trying to figure out where it came from, but she's, it's all hinting towards it being Neo. And as they get into like dealing with the fight, like bugs is kind of chasing the fight happening, but it goes mm-hmm. wrong. And like the, this Trinity fails and gets like snagged by a bunch of agents. Did you notice that uh, one of the agents uh, reprised was one of the same actors from the first movie? Agent Johnson was one yeah. of the same guys that they had in the first trilogy? I yeah, you that could was tell nice he movie. was like 25 years older. But oh, yeah, yeah, he, was, he was big, big dude. <laughs> yeah, uh, you could yeah. tell he was like a lot older. But either way, yeah. And then, But they turn on Colleen, or I guess we'll call her Bugs, even though like the the blatant Warner Brothers labeling of everything in this movie is it's pretty fucking obnoxious right from the top at that it's, point. It's so fucking meta. And yeah, you just have it's, to you, know, you have to either be willing to overlook that or like just buy into it kind of it's thing. It's too much for me. My brain just is like screaming at me the entire time. Uh because it was just like nope, nope. Like it's dragging <laughs> me out of it. So yeah, and so the, the the agents come after her and they get into a fight. And so she takes off running again. Because now the agents are actually after her and know that she's in the or in this modal. thing, like modal with them. She jumps off the roof. Doesn't look great. I was a little disappointed with the effects immediately. Mm. Runs into the keymaker shop and like as she's shooting them off, whatever the black agent who we've called Agent Smith already shoots in from a door off to the side and grabs her and brings her into a room that is basically Neo's apartment, but mm. like horrifically lit like it doesn't it was so badly lit that it didn't it look was like hard Neo's to apartment at first and i was like yeah. wait is this actually neo's apartment because not lit even remotely the same way the fucking unreal engine demo had a better lighting job done on it 
when I watched that the other, or like I was fiddling with that the other day, which threw me off. I was like, you guys rebuilt this perfectly in Unreal Engine, and then that's what you did in the movie? Yeah, but like, hey, I'm, you know, I think that they were, I think those were all nods, right? Like to the fact that they've, they've improved the matrix so that fewer people like, uh, wake up out of it kind of thing. It's more, more immersive and easier for people, easier for people's minds to buy into. Okay, sure. Okay. <laughs> that's, that's what the whole analyst thing is all about. Either way, none of this, still, none of these agents can shoot for shit. Like not a goddamn one of them in this movie can hit the broadside of a fucking barn for some reason. Like they have, I have apps that can help me shoot in fucking video games to shoot better in video games. And these goddamn agents can't shoot somebody that's a foot in front of them without missing by a foot. It's nuts. So yeah, they discussed basically like this program that is agent Smith is actually not agent Smith. It's a construct of like an artificial Neo basically, right? It's like the way or not an artificial Neo. Well, it's it's a, a program written by neo to be like half morpheus half smith yeah because he knows that the only way to wake himself up from whatever's going on and this is kind of like what we find out later but like they kind of explain it to you right away is to have a morpheus come and find him so and everybody he he understands or at least on a subconscious level that smith was also crucial to his awakening and stuff like that too right so like he wants he's coded these two personalities into one being or one one fucking piece of software one program it kind of makes sense though because like the only app or like program that neo meets personally that like he knows becomes self-aware is smith so like to take Mm -hmm. the smith base and like use that as the base of something that becomes self-aware plus the morpheus stuff that makes sense i'll take that yeah fine because he's my favorite part of this movie he's so hot like oh well yeah the more that morpheus yeah, he's having so much fucking fun in the oh world. Oh my god, too. he's the like the best part of this movie. Like he's the yeah. only thing that's watchable in this entire movie is that guy. <laughs> also, he's so hot. Like I think I am gay. Maybe <laughs> I don't know. He is. He's from Watchmen, right? I remember saying something very similar when he no. showed up in Watchmen. Oh, was he? Was he? Yeah. Yes, he played the new Doctor Manhattan in yeah. Watchmen. Yeah, he yeah. also was the Black Manta in Aquaman. Yeah, he's been in a bunch of stuff lately. Beautiful man. Sorry. <laughs> I was distracted by how beautiful he was like the entire time he was on screen. Either he way. He was he was uh, dude's boyfriend in the Striking Vipers episode of Black Mirror too. There you go. Which again, gay. Yeah. That's fine. I you mean, can, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's somebody that you could easily that uh, people could easily go gay for. He is, he is a good-looking man. Either way, um she gives him the red pill. Bunny Bugs gives Bugs gives Morpheus the new Morpheus the red pill and he starts to like trip out because apparently now they can excise programs from the matrix the same way they excise people like Mm -hmm. you know so that that was a new that's a new development also apparently they don't need to find a phone to get out of the matrix which just takes all the peril out of getting in and out of the matrix completely from the story it sounds like they still need well that's what they're they're, they can go through mirrors now basically right mirrors was only to like if you were doing a first time exit extraction yeah maybe yeah they they never fully explain like how they can get people in yeah they don't fully explain basically fucking anything in this movie so or if they do explain it they explain it so much that it makes no fucking sense by the end of the explanation anyway (laughs) i don't know anymore i did like that that they've moved past some of the stuff like oh yeah this was a limitation that we had in the past but like we don't have to worry about like you know we've we've learned and the machines have also gotten better like there's clearly an arms race of technology and and knowledge going on yeah given the timeline it seems a lot slower than it would actually be with ai though you know so 
Well, the, the, the AI seems to have been busy fighting itself as well. There's also it's probably that. slowed things down. <laughs> Either way, they get into another gunfight with the agents while they escape the Matrix by jumping out of a window, which I guess is a way to escape the Matrix. I don't yeah. know. That's one thing I do wish that that had been better explained. Anyway, we cut to old Keanu Thomas Anderson, who's like a genius computer game creator in the Matrix, who made a game about the Matrix. And now is <laughs> in now his company is being forced by Warner Brothers. And this is where the meta shit that you've heard about elsewhere has starts like in earnest hard yeah. to make the fourth game in the series after swearing they wouldn't basically. Yeah. So his assistant takes him out for coffee. And like this is the worst character that's ever been introduced in a movie in the history of time. Like the guy starts yelling about how Carrie Ann Moss is a milf in the middle of the coffee. I was like, just oh yeah, his that's smother the, him he, to he death. Handler, right? Yeah, I was like, smother that man to death immediately. Like, I don't even <laughs> want that actor to live anymore. I want the actor was, gone. Like, I loved Awful. all those nods to like shitty fucking tech bros oh, and shit. God. Like, I, I oh, hate yeah. those people with a fucking passion. Yeah, and this movie, like, just I know, no, them but to like. A the problem is that, like, I know guy, I know these guys, you know what I mean? Oh, I know like, guys like I've, that too, worked, yeah. I've worked in this dev world and it just makes my fucking skin crawl. <laughs> yeah. This is the kind of guy that I'm like, I wish I could have smothered to death. You know, like, I'd be that, like, legit. Like, oh, uh, uh. <laughs> anyway, just like, just fucking launch him into the sun. Like, every time he shows up on screen, I hated him. Anyway, yeah. Carrie Ann Moss walks in as the lady Neo has a crush, like, a crush on, basically. Like, Thomas Anderson has the hots for. Uh, so his annoying douchebag assistant latte coffee shop. Yeah, yeah, fine, great, cute, <laughs> whatever. His annoying assistant goes and tries to talk to Trinity, who's called Tiffany, and they chat. Thomas and Tiffany shake hands, and her kids are like super aggressive. Like the teenage boys, like, are you trying to fuck my mom? Like in the car, <laughs> I was like, really fucking lax, kid. Like, roll, slow your fucking roll, fourteen year old boy. They're like deaf. Like you've got to think all of that family are oh, all these handlers, right? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. But it's just like, holy shit, calm yeah. the fuck down, boy. <laughs> I don't know. And then of course her husband, who's named Chad, is played by Chad Stahelski. Fucking the director of the John Wick series and like Reeves fucking stunt double from the original Matrix movies. Who is clearly paying a guy named chad as a giant douchebag <laughs> calls her babe and grabs her arm and drags her away like who wrote this shit who oh i love i love it? how fucking oh, like self-referential it is i love that shit so far up its own fucking ass it doesn't even know what to do with itself it is time. but it fucking knows it is and it's hanging but, lampshades on it, it left fucking, and right it doesn't even work as a movie it barely holds together as a fucking narrative like it's just it's just lampshade hanging they spend the fucking hour telling you why you shouldn't want a matrix movie like the first hour of this movie is just that being like wow you know what the fucking worst idea in the world is a fourth matrix thing yeah. oh here's a really mediocre fucking fourth matrix thing after you think an hour of them telling us that we shouldn't want it then they give us 90 minutes of the worst possible version of it it's fucking terrible holy shit let's keep going got the energy back Woo! Anyway, that's gonna be a mess to rec- like edit. Anyway, yeah. sorry, sorry for the levels there. <sighs> so Neil goes back to work because he can't hook up with Trinity. His modal has been deleted, or he notices that it's been hacked or something, and he gets called into his business partner, who's supposed to be Agent Smith, but isn't Hugo fucking weaving and sucks donkey balls. 
Like, yeah, that was just fucking awful. Like dial tone, no charisma, not interested at all. Barely even does a good Hugo Weaving impression when he tries to. Nothing. Yeah, garbage. He was, he was messy. Like at first, I was kind of like thinking, okay, like maybe this is just a dude that, like, one of those like asshole dudes that like becomes obsessed with a villain character and so like starts to emulate that character kind of thing but then when they said like no this is actually agent yeah. smith i was like eh, nope. okay fine no nope. nope. whatever nope. But, yeah. this is where i'm like i'm out i'm like no Lawrence fishburn's bad this that is was, that was one of the this was one of the parts that lost me to all this agree. is horse shit because this guy's fucking terrible on top i don't know who he is i'm sorry dude like you ever hear this you suck at playing agent smith that's so, I'm <laughs> that, sorry. Was John, that was jonathan groff and i <sighs> whatever i was it's okay with terrible. him like he he played he plays that like uh you know insufferable tech bro like fucking glad hand and kind of guy but that's not uh, agent smith well. at all like that's not even the character at all like it doesn't work yeah no, you know, I, like, I agree. Like, I, I think terrible. I think he worked as that kind of character, but I think maybe yep. making him Smith. I I don't think we necessarily needed him as that other Smith. I I liked the idea if he was just this obnoxious fuck that got like so obsessed with the Agent Smith from the games that he started like pretending he was Agent Smith. <laughs> That's a much more compelling version of that character to me, you know, especially when we've got like already got like you know half Morpheus, half Agent Smith character. They should have got some Mara weaving to play like the daughter cool. of his original business partner yeah. that just gives him shit as the, and is of the millennial that gives him shit to keep the fucking enterprise going on and at least <laughs> then i could have bought it you know what i mean i could yeah. have been like squinted at him like i'm fine with this this guy's fucking terrible like he's not even good in the role he's playing let alone trying to like do anything that remotely resembles what hugo weaving did as agent smith yeah abysmal anyway <sighs> <laughs> So now we get to go to fucking therapy because like we've 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 done a flash back to the interrogation scene. Also, all this cutting to the classic footage is not helping this movie at all. Like does not help it at all. It just reminds me. Also, does just remind me that I'm watching a worse movie. (laughs) There were there were parts of it where I it's too much too. they do constantly like I get it. There were parts of it where like the film grain was like so jarringly different and stuff like that, that I was like, oh, that's kind of weird. But like that was the only thing that really took me out of it with those flashbacks. Not even from the technical point. It was just like the every time there was a reference to the original Matrix, they would flash to the scene from the original Matrix. I was like, I fucking get it. I want it. It's enough that like they do it every fucking time. There's even like the slightest hints to the original matrix. It's obnoxious. Like it was a weird choice. Come on. Come on. I didn't mind that. That didn't take me up. Anyway, totally distracted me also. And so now we go to therapy and we meet uh, Neil Patrick Harris, his analyst. He's my favorite new character. Well, him, him and the new Morpheus were both fucking. Uh, His, 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 his glasses in this scene are my favorite character. (laughs) They get they gave they gave it all away, but the only thing that's acting in this scene is fucking those glasses. He's barely he's barely emoting in this scene. He's terrible in this. He looks, oh, he looks fucking bored in this scene. Anyway, they have therapy, and it's just more and more exposition that's written in that same obtuse voice from the architect, but like more new agey this time, a little bit more touchy feely than the architect was. Great, which is like I I love that as a reference to what's like because right now so many people like hippie fucking assholes and shit like that, like buy into the whole like self-help can like just, you know, erase mental illness and shit like that. And so I like that as a, as a nod to the you know whole fucking self-help craze that really seems to have reared its head in the last 10, 15 years. 
be great if his scenes didn't just put me right to fucking sleep. Oh, I loved him. They just ground the whole movie right to a halt by having it. Because every time he'd stop all the action and just start talking. And I was like, great. All right. He's like deadpan, like fucking just, you know, nonchalant. And I, I loved that with about him. I feel like we watch completely different movies sometimes. Tim. <laughs> Honestly, I really do. Okay. So now we're into a montage sequence where Neo has recommitted to taking the blue pill from his therapist. Did you notice Freya Agiaman is in here out of nowhere? Just like randomly sitting in the group. Fucking Martha Jones. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah. I was like, that's fucking nuts. There's Martha Jones just sitting yeah, there. As, as one of the like studio like writers or whatever yeah. that Warner Brothers sends in when they're doing that like really obnoxious like, this is what we need, like fucking well, yeah. blue skying. I mean, Christina Ricci was there too, like actually like well, doing she, that's her. It's just out of nowhere. I knew it was her, yeah. but like she, they didn't announce her in the cast or anything. They did, and, like, and this was basically the week a before cameo. they basically oh, okay. like the week before announced that she was in it. And I was like, where? And then I didn't recognize her at first. And I was like, oh yeah, you know what? I forgot age. Like people age yeah. sequentially. She's not 12 or whatever the fuck anymore. Like, okay, now I know who she is. Fair enough. She was in yeah, the, she same, she, the same like round face as she used to. Yeah. She's basically in the scene with Freema Agumon. Yeah. Right. So they're in the same kind of like space at the same time. And then that's where uh, the first time we see Priyanka uh, Chopra also show up in this movie. Right. Right. Which like, I, I, and I'm like, I knew she was in this movie, but I was like, that's a real, cause she kind of has a scene. In the, at the beginning where he just kind of walks by her during this montage and, and I'm like dwell on her a little bit and- but they and then they kind of don't also so I was like that's a weird spot to put Deepak like put her in the movie in there that's one of the things fairly like famous is- at this yeah. point but like See, that's that's one of the things that I think that they did well is the editing and the the way that they told the story kept you disoriented in the same way that the original Matrix movie did like I don't know what's going on here like I, I oh okay you didn't get anything fair enough well I mean I, I I eventually figured out what was going on with her but like you know there was there's was a lot of stuff where I was like wasn't putting it together until later kind of thing or like what you know them redoing the opening sequence kind of thing with the different with a different trinity kind of thing I was like oh is this a new iteration of the matrix and this whole you know them discovering neo is being replayed and then it turned out to be something totally different so I liked it in that like I felt like I was discovering things in a similar way that I was to the original matrix movie that I, and that was something I really didn't get in reloaded and revolutions okay I didn't see any of that in there but okay <laughs> Either way, uh, yeah, this montage sequence goes on for like fucking ever of him being kind of like just bashed in the face by the meta of making a fourth Matrix property, basically. <laughs> yeah. And we are just smashed in the face with like what people want from the Matrix and what the Matrix really means. And, and it's just like it was <laughs> it's just so like meta from the standpoint of like warner brothers not even realizing how much they were fucking like calling themselves out this i i we'll talk about it when we get into the actual review because like honestly (laughs) this whole movie just feels like which one of them made this one is lana lana made this it just feels like lana flipping them off yeah it's it's a terrible movie as a result of it also So finally, Keanu and Carrie Ann Moss have coffee and it goes way too long and they're kind of figuring out that there's chemistry between them. But like and they're talking about how he designed the people in the game to be based on real people. And she thought she looked like the Trinity character. But like we see a reflection of her and he's like an old Hispanic man or something like that. And she's like with the eye patch and she's like an old blind lady or blonde lady or something like yeah. middle-aged blonde lady. And I'm like this, I don't care. Great. 
fine. But I thought that was interesting. Again, that was another part that that like I was like, I don't know what's going on here. Like, I don't know what you know with them appearing differently in different times, kind of thing, and them doing like little flashes where Neo looks different than we know him and shit like that. And and they that was I think a good they they told that part of the story and that or that element of the story well. I mean, it worked, but like yeah, just That's barely. Okay. Yeah. So Thomas is back at work when an alarm goes off and he gets a text from Morpheus and he ducks into the bathroom to avoid this evacuation that's happening. New Morpheus just walks out in the dopest fucking mustard suit of all time. Like I I was like, he looks great. I was like, dope awesome fucking outfit he's doing he's totally trying to do like a morpheus impression but like can't even buy can't even buy into it himself he's just like i can't do it some of these lines are just too fucking goofy kind of yeah, thing like he starts trying to do like lord's fish for his lines and he's like i can't i even i can't fucking do this shit look yeah, how good i look lord's fish is i look, the only guy that can fucking pull off these lines so i'm like me morpheus new morpheus isn't even gonna try it's almost but it's still it's also like so meta and that he almost actually says that too he's like i almost i just can't do it the way the old guy did it you know what i mean yeah. and it's like what what I Okay. And he basically just gives him like this is the new matrix and like here's the red pill you need to take. It's not even a choice. Just take the fucking red pill. We need to get this co- this nonsense kind of going. Keanu basically has a complete freak out. Like this is where Neo has a total freak out. This is like fuck no or something like he's that. Like, fuck no. And he's he's because he's been kind of brainwashed by the analyst to kind of want to stay inside the matrix, like cooped up yeah. basically. So at, at that point, agents just like swarm in, cops swarm in, and new Morpheus just starts slaughtering police officers everywhere. Yeah. Just killing him. He looks awesome doing it. This yep. is the only good action sequence in the movie is him dancing around killing the cops. He no, looks I'm fucking baller that. doing it. It's, everything it's, else, it's, it's one of the best ones, but everything, everything else looks like movie. shit and cheap. Uh, she's got a couple. She's got a couple decent ones. Bugs has a couple good ones. Bugs has some it, good ones. It's yeah. clearly just because Jessica Henwick knows what she's fucking doing on those wires. Also, like yeah. it's clearly because she's very very talented at that stuff. Which I mean, we talked about during Iron Fist like repeatedly. Mm, oh she yeah, was, she's great basically the best part of that show also she's the best part the best new thing in this movie aside from new morpheus is jessica yeah Yeah. bugs so anyway so while morpheus is just murdering police officers left and right new agent smith walks in finds a gun and picks it up and like these agents can't fire for shit because he's like four feet away from more or neo who's hiding behind the desk he's also a program right yeah but like he's program on program now he's a computer should you not be able to aim better anyway he misses and shoots a bunch of shit at him but you know he's a black cat and then it gets really confusing because he gets flashed and getting shot in the matrix from matrix part one and then when he wakes up he's in the uh, the analyst's office again and Mm then nph is spouting more like nonsense gaslighting more yeah just nonsense he tells the story about how when he first came into him, he had tried to fly off of a rooftop and we see flashes of him having won an award for one of these Matrix games that he apparently made and then trying to jump off the roof because thinking he could fly like he's Neo because he knows because he actually is Neo and can fly, (laughs) although can't in this version of the Matrix. We'll get to that later. So he's on a roof getting completely shit face drunk uh, to free his mind before he does like the I'm going to jump off the roof and try again. Bugs interrupts him. She tells him that she's the white rabbit that he needs to follow and shows her his tattoo. Shows That's why her. she's bugs. Yeah. Shows her, shows her, her, tattoo. her tattoo. Yep, there it is. Bugs shows bunny. him her tattoo. There it is. Nailed it. <laughs> Keep all that in. 
I'd follow Jessica Henwick pretty much anywhere she fucking asked me to. At, you know, she's so fucking hot. Anyway, uh, so he follows her through a portal onto a bullet train in Tokyo, which actually is interesting because it means that, like it's not the Matrix isn't just that city because there was like a lot of pieces of like fan thought about like how big is the Matrix actually? Is it the whole world? Like, do they simulate a whole planet or they just simulate this city? It's one city that just stuff. repeats or something. Yeah, yeah, like that kind of thing. And they're like, oh, they show Tokyo is active and they're, they're in the Matrix in Tokyo. So I guess it's a yeah. global thing. That's interesting a little bit, I guess. It expands the world slightly. It also shows that they've been able to uh, basically incorporate sort of the the key makers uh, or yeah, key makers. <laughs> yeah tech and and knowledge and stuff like that into how they work and interface with the matrix as well yeah. which is kind of cool yeah which is interesting because like the defeat like it gets all that hopping stuff that was kind of confusing in the matrix two and three starts mm-hmm. happening in this one but at least it's explained it's like it's an operator power now like it's just yeah. part of them having access to the matrix which makes sense it's like cheat codes basically right like it's yeah. them being able to like create shortcuts to get around the internet faster it's interesting mm-hmm. i guess I still just can't get over that fucking mustard suit. He looks so goddamn good in that thing. <laughs> anyway, so yes, yeah, a lot. Oh yeah. So then they come out. They walk up a train, walk out the other end of a train into a theater that is playing the footage of Neo taking the red pill. The while they fight their way through, the, sure, whatever. Like the action's so inconsequential to all this stuff that like it barely matters. Like it's so light. Well, the other like, thing now, happen. like there's no peril at all ever. Is that they can? They don't have to have agents like take over people now like basically yeah, everybody is a, yeah, you, they, you can turn on like a swarm mode now where like anybody that you see is a sleeper agent kind of thing yeah and they like attack like a video game horde basically it's pretty it's inter- like it's inter- it would be they could have done it better it's basically <clears> kind of what we need to talk about um it was an interesting concept but i would have liked to have seen it be more aggressive when they do get make it more aggressive later in the movie it goes During way motorcycle fight holy shit well, then it goes way too far into a callback <laughs> to something that like it should not have done basically like it becomes a 9-11 reenactment that i did not need to see in a movie again you know what i mean yeah. like, I, there's a lot of shit like we've seen from 9-11 in movies like fucking buildings falling over i don't need to see those people jumping out of the fucking buildings again like i just don't need to fucking see it in a movie fuck you i don't I give a shit the Matrix movie. Movies, so. well i mean like you saw the footage. You were, did you not watch the fucking news when all that shit was happening? Anyway, yeah, it's traumatizing, man. Watching it again, like having these fucking, and then throw, having it thrown at me in this fucking. I didn't make that connection, but god awful fucking that. Matrix movie. Ugh, ugh. I don't give a shit. Not cool. Either way, where are we here? Um, I just get distracted by Jessica Henwick the whole fucking time in this movie. <laughs> now we're in the theater. So yeah, so they come back out after the fight and they're in the theater and like they go through the whole like he needs to take the red pill for real this time and it's all they're fucking playing the footage from the original movie in the background of this scene now like it's not even like they're flashing to it it's literally playing projected on the walls because they're trying to like this whole environment has been made to convince Neo that like this is still like he pill. is in the matrix yeah. and that you know the, the the games that he made are his life basically. <laughs> Yeah, Works sure. Sure. So he hems and haws again about taking the red pill. We get the backstory as to why he was so hard to find. I guess they changed his like file association. DSI. Yeah. So yeah, they call it DSI, but it's basically just like they they changed the extension at the end of his file name, and he, they the when they couldn't find him in the search anymore. Yeah, so which which in the matrix means that he doesn't look like Keanu Reeves look like anymore. Me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He looks he looks like somebody totally different and so like they couldn't identify him in the matrix code and they couldn't recognize him as neo visually when they were in the matrix as well 
Which fair enough. But apparently it's also been over 60 years since they do this. This has all happened. Yes. So they offer the pill again. He finally takes the red one, even though they keep saying there isn't actually a choice anyway. So he takes the damn thing. I wrote in again, this actor who plays Morpheus is distracting me. <laughs> While Neo goes through the matrix removal process again, agents find him and Neo starts talking to the analyst to the mirror and they struggle. Morpheus just flat out shoots the fucking mirror. Uh, and that kind of, you know, and they all escape basically. This is juxtaposed with a mirror CGI scene from the original that's playing on the background where like he getting yeah. he's getting consumed from like the hand up by the mirror CGI effect. I like that like little failsafe that they built in. Like when Neo gets close to getting out of the matrix, it actually just shunts him back. It's programmed to shunt him back into the analyst's office instead. Yeah. That, yeah. that little back, you know, that what they call, they call it a graft or whatever. Yeah. But, like, I think that's a smart way. Like the, the, the shit that the analyst does to keep Neo suppressed and keep him blue pilled is I, I love it all. It's like really good manipulative. So uh, a very lackluster and low weight gunfight starts out, breaks out in this scene uh, back onto the train in Tokyo. Bots are activated in a swarm to attack our group of people again. Um, right, this yeah, fight right. goes fucking on and on. Neo goes through a tiny mirror on the thing, which is just <laughs> a, a blatant <laughs> vagina joke. But okay. <laughs> sure yeah he kinda. yeah he wakes up in the real world in a pod like the first movie except more ornate where he's rescued by sentient ro- sentient robots who are working with the humans we'll find out momentarily he does yes, see yeah, like as he's flying away though on, like attached to this moth looking thing that the other pod that is next to him houses trinity they're both like fancy pods they're not like yeah the they're like enhanced pods that everybody pods. else is yeah. in yeah uh so these robots carry him back to one of their maglev sh- ships that bugs is the captain mm. of the new sign. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Sure. Okay, cool. <laughs> uh, anyway, they struggle to get Neo stable in real life, like in like outside the matrix again. We're back into the construct so Morpheus can chat at him and like they end up doing kung fu fighting again. Morpheus beats his fucking ass until he powers I like up. <laughs> I like that. Like Neo is just like, nah, I'm not doing this again, kind of thing. Until like, he fucking like Hadoukens like into like next year. Basically, I, I, I absolutely had that as well. I was like, oh, Neo can do Hadoukens now. Yeah, That's I was just like, Neo, Neo's like been <laughs> fucking training with Ryu and Ken. With Ryu and Ken, yeah. Akuma. Uh, <laughs> anyway, Morpheus, yeah, so. Morpheus, Morpheus even does the same like little fancy footwork that Lawrence Fishburne did in the original. That was a nice little nod that yeah, I enjoyed. Yeah, this guy's fucking good. But like, we've seen him be good in like a million other things. He's the shining yeah, light in great. a steaming pile of shit of a movie for me <laughs> he's really good and him and jessica henwick really like kind of got me through this because like everybody else feels like they're sleepwalking their way through it because they're kind of forced to by the plot also like keanu yeah, and Perry yeah. and moss basically act like they're half asleep or stoned the entire time because they kind of have they're to supposed to yeah and it's fucking dull as dishwater to fucking watch basically too like but it's, it's a weird choice to make for the movie because it means they're both fucking boring to watch through most of the movie until they get close like to each the other first half or so Wow. Yeah, but this is a two and a half hour fucking long movie, Tim. It means for like an hour and like a half, they're fucking boring as shit Neo to watch. Wakes, Keanu wakes up like about like earlier than much earlier than Carrie Ann Moss does. She doesn't get much to do until like it's the very still end. like an hour into the movie when he wakes up. You know yeah. what I mean? So like, mm. but then you've got that's why they that's why we have Bugs and Morpheus to fucking get us through. Not a, not quite enough, unfortunately. <laughs> if they'd gotten Hugo Weaving back, it might have been enough because he he could do a lot Hugo, of work. I don't think Hugo Weaving could play Agent Smith anymore. Like he he has aged a lot. They'd have to digitally do it. Yeah. Of all the characters to, to be 100% CGI, why would you not just have Agent Smith go 100% CGI? Anyway, I think that was a bad call. Anyway, that, this, that ruined the movie for me. Basically, at that point, the movie was ruined for me. So either way, 
They struggle to get Neo fucking stable. He's Hadoukened his way out of the fucking construct. He has a conversation in the real world with Bugs about how much his story means to him. And we find out that basically this ship is just to her. Sorry. God damn it. To her. We find out that everybody on this ship and her crew are all just Matrix fanboys and fangirls who dork out about Neo and Trinity hard. It's basically he gets to meet fans of the original matrix trilogy this is more more meta shit it's so meta it's just like i can't deal with it you know what i mean it's too much <laughs> including now synthetic sentience or whatever they want to call them Sen- um, uh synthians or synthians? Yeah, synthians. oh yeah. my god just i mean I i'm like glad that, that was a cool i'm glad that they really like evolved that. the ais and stuff like that and like made some yeah. of them kind of like side with the humans and like having that kind of conflict happen is interesting the some of them are really weird looking <laughs> but <laughs> they're cute they're more i liked than they were squiddy like the the, yes the the evil machines are i did like the i sorry like the only one i had a real problem with i guess was the the very generic ball morpheus like that hologram matrixy looking oh yeah i was like that's generic looking that's kind of we've talked about how we've seen that effect used a lot it's a lot yeah lately and uh, you know i think i think this is was a situation where that effect makes sense but it's just we've we've seen too much overexposed yeah. to it lately yeah the nanotech thing like it's cool like as a concept but it's like guy yeah. you show you show it too much it's not yeah anyway yeah, i think i think maybe they could have done like a hologram or something like that and said although we've seen that like not as much like blade run 2049 did that really well but that, that might have been a cooler idea i don't i really don't know what the answer is i just felt like that special effect didn't exactly line up to my man's actual presence is basically what i'm trying to get at you know what i mean oh yeah so, morpheus yeah for sure yeah so like, he was really good and like the the cg like having him be cgi like that was kind of weird anyway i except like the entire plan revolves around him being in that form factor i guess it's a weird way to say to describe his body but like kind of <laughs> is because it's a, like it's a, it's a machine i don't know yeah. anyway it's a little bead yeah anyway so this includes yeah they explained that getting him from this special pod was a one-time thing except they come up with a plan basically immediately to do it again to get trinity out because the machines when they rebuild and re- resurrected neo and trinity put them back in the matrix it was to use them as a power source so like yeah they were i guess they were like when you keep them when you get together. them too close they you know fuck shit up but like when you you know get them close to each other but not like touching or whatever then they generate like way more energy than any of the other humans do just because of their connection or whatever so he is his sacrifice in the original trilogy is completely negated so that the machines can make a better battery well it isn't it isn't i, I that i did have an issue with that um which i'll talk about later but like it also they they specifically call out like how his sacrifice did have meaning because it was the thing that allowed them to start recruiting programs and start having like some of the machines coming onto the human side and stuff like that so it had it lost some of its you know power but not all for me all right so so confusing like it's just, none of it's explained it's, very well I, either i want to I rewatch it there was definitely like, some shit i've that seen I it twice like now and i was yeah. like like oh my god it's just like it's not good so either way he's outside of the matrix now and realizes that he kind of doesn't have his powers anymore because i guess she they've kind of recon retconned this so that like she catalyzes his powers like she has to be there to channel the power through or something like that uh, it's so confusing and kind of doesn't track with the original rules, but like, yeah, well, basically it was, it was, it was, it was fine. It was place, playing on the concept that Neo can't become Neo, 
without her. the one without trinity and that yeah. is something that obviously like the original trilogy really uh hangs on as well yeah i mean it's fine fine <laughs> now we're gonna go meet a 90 year old plus niobe uh in the real world uh jada pinkett smith returns which like threw me right the fuck off i thought it was somebody in like makeup and like an appliance at first yeah made up to look I mean, like her. it was i mean it is smith yeah. a bunch of appliances, but. but like she's like actually jada pinkett smith under all that stuff yeah. also which I, I was like okay cool that's fine yeah, i'd cool have her to bring her back that was nice i mean okay she got eagle weaving back guys <laughs> anyway she's fucking pissed that all this like bugs is basically like a rogue captain like morpheus was he was like off hunting fucking neo or like the one the way Morpheus did. So it's all just the same plot over and over again. This has all happened before and will happen again, apparently. Yep. But she's pissed and like demotes bugs or she demotes bugs at some point in one of their various encounters where bugs completely ignores her orders and all this other shit. (laughs) Because it just happens over and over again. And I always got basically no actual authority. She just kind of screams a lot and doesn't do anything except for like, we'll talk about in a minute. Either way, her and Neo have a catch up chat about how the machines treat them after having Another fucking expositional remember when scene where you find out what happened to Morpheus. Constant flashbacks to the original film is just driving me insane at this point in the movie. Um, anyway, we imprison, she imprisons him when he asked her for help to get Trinity out. So he like doesn't have Matrix powers outside the Matrix anymore, like he did in the old movies, because like he can't do anything like hand wavy outside the Matrix in this movie, like he did. No, yeah, he doesn't. He he doesn't have his abilities to. He's clearly not the same as he used to. Like he's not yeah. like full power Neo. Like he's lost some abilities. Like he does. Yeah, he can't control machines the way he used to be able to, and he can't fly. But he does have this new Hadouken power. This new like force shield kind of power, which is kind of an extension of him being able to stop bullets and stuff. I guess so. Yeah, it's like he doesn't have Matrix powers outside the Matrix anymore. Uh, like he did in the old movie, so whatever. So when you're introduced to, it's kind of it almost feels like a callback to the original sequel pair, where like there's a character who was randomly given a name, and we spend a couple minutes where like Neo's just talking to this guy, and then we never see him again. Like Shepard walks up, talks to Neo, like walks into his cell, and they talk about the past and like how he's a legend and shit. And then we never see this guy ever again. He's just like one of these random like characters, like from like Matrix Resurrections or uh, or not Resurrections, uh, Revol- Reloaded or the other one? Revolutions. Revolutions. He's, no, or, Shepard shows back up. He's one of the guys. Yeah, he's one of the guys that like stands up for Neo and like that big final face off with the analyst and everything. He shows up there. Oh, is he in the Matrix? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So he's got his like Matrixy stuff on. Yeah, so I didn't recognize great. him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, there you go. I didn't recognize him. Fair enough. He's one of like eight fucking actors in this movie. I was, was going to say, like, there's a bunch of those guys that like were from that show and they're all kind of like interchangeable to me. Like they just kind of like they're all in the background. They don't really give them names or do anything it's, with them. It's pretty fucking clear that nobody did, cares. Was, the, was Sensei the Wachowski thing or no? It was. Yeah, Sensei okay, was, that, like, that produ- I think it was produced by them. Yeah, at the very least. It's one of those things that like I kept hearing good things about, but like just I didn't have I time fell, to watch. Falls off a fucking cliff back. in the second season is what I gathered from it. It was one of those Netflix yeah. shows. It's like the first season's really cool, yeah. and then they go to the second season. They're like, ah, we couldn't actually do what we were talking about because yeah. the budget just isn't there. Blew our fucking load on the first season, and it crashes and burns or something like that. And I heard, I heard it was one of those. I don't know. I've never watched it because I heard it was one of those. So fuck it. I don't have the time for this shit anymore. So basically, Shepard wa- like fucking, we get the the walk and talk of Neo back to his cell. He walks into his cell, walks out onto the balcony, and immediately Morpheus shows up, and they just immediately spring Neo. Like, no, oh, I've been in prison. He's there for 13 seconds, and they literally, like, he just walks <laughs> off onto the ship. And, like, 
Gina Pinkett Smith watches them fly away with Neo. She's like, those motherfuckers. Fucking dicks. <laughs> and her girlfriend like leans on her shoulder and is just like, just let it go, babe. Like, what are you going to do? There are crazy kids. They're trying to conquer the matrix you did yeah, the they never you explicitly too. Say it. i guess i guess it's pretty obvious that those two are together i, th- I assume they were because the way she yeah. was like draped over top of her i don't know either way whatever if they're not i apologize but like everybody in this movie seems to just flip whatever way they want to go is this, well yeah, yeah they also they do, this is fair. also where they take neo well i mean there's a bunch of shit in here the, this new city is called io it's not zion we should say yeah it is it, called io it's yes a, it's a different place it's above ground there's like a sort of simulated sky and shit like that and they're they're using like the sentients are allowing them to like start like growing food and shit like that so they're not all having to eat that like shitty nutrient paste and stuff and so yeah we got a little bit of world building here which is like okay like they're they're moving more, the more than we ever got in fucking zion in oh yeah two movies in the past like i i was so much so much more interesting to me than fucking zion ever was well you, well, you didn't want to watch 15 minutes of them fucking a dirt pit nope all giving each other fucking future STDs, HPVs, and shit like that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> anyway, so they've like just immediately sprung Neo, and they they're back going back to the Matrix to spring Trinity because the doy. What else are you going to do at this point? Uh, in the Matrix, Carrie Ann Moss is driving a motorcycle. The crew are watching her. They there's a lot of like there's probably a lot of subtext in these movies about voyeurism that we should probably talk about at some point. Oh yeah, they sure. spend a lot of time just like watching other people through the filter of the matrix and mm-hmm. it's a little creepy in 2021 thinking about like cyber stalking people and shit like that basically that way it's true it's true <sighs> they discuss if she wants to get in or like out of the matrix or not and that's kind of the the whole thing hinges on her like actually like not blue pilling the entire time and actually accepting the red pill solution and like wanting to leave the matrix and like get her agency back when this is where is this where we get Satie back again I'm about, to, I'm about to fucking talk about Satie, okay. I think. So they go back into the Matrix to talk to her, oh, and this shit. is where Smith cuts them off, right? And attacks with some old programs who are all supposed to be purged, but of course Smith's got extra programs tucked in there. <laughs> and then the, the fucking exiles. Merovingian's <sighs> back. Mark's the, favorite. The Merovingian shows up and just starts spouting French nonsense. It's like French sounding nonsense. It's barely even real words anymore. And just starts screaming over top of a terrible action sequence. Like it's that <laughs> this was... action sequence goes on for 10 minutes and he's screaming over the top of like most of the 10 minutes. I didn't hate the action Awful. sequence, I but the fucking design, the character design of those exiles was so bad. It looked like, like it looked like bad it looked lost like the boys lost from from hook. No, but it looked like a stage adaptation like elementary school kids did of Lost Boys from Hook. It looked that bad. It, did, it, did. it looked fucking terrible, right? And then, like, none of them can hit a goddamn thing from three. Like, they're all fucking within, like, a foot and a half of each other. They're shooting at the sky so they don't fucking blow each other's eardrums out with the goddamn blanks. But they're not I, hitting fucking yeah. anything. This action sequence is the most embarrassing piece of shit in this movie. I could not believe this actually got out. Like, they're... They're not even touching each other in the fucking fight. Like Smith and Neil go down into the bottom and start having like a brawl. And they're not even making contact with each other anymore. And it's on camera. Like this CG is probably, that shit out. 
Yeah, this what is probably the, the weakest the weakest action sequence in this movie. It looks like, terrible. Yeah, the character design, like the character designs, took me right out of it. Oh, kind of so thing. Like, fucking bad. The, the was, Vinci, and that was it for me. I was like, this fucking movie's done. I'm done. Fuck well, this. See, this the, is garbage. Like this at this point, they're fucking laughing at you for paying for this. Thank God I stole it. I fucking pirated this, and I'm fucking happy I did because paying for this, I'd be pissed. I'd be even more pissed than I am because this movie was a fucking joke, and it was. This is that Wachowski telling all of us to go fuck ourselves for liking her movie basically this whole thing is just her saying you know what guys i didn't make that movie for you fuck you fuck you i made it for me fuck you fuck you (laughs) the exiles i had a specific note that said like i think like generally speaking i really like the character designs in the matrix they are usually pretty fucking cool and well done they're over the the top in this this, this the hair i was like okay that nope that's just fucking stupid like now we're just that stupid yeah, well, this is maybe the first now. time that I really did not like one of the like in Matrix character designs. That being said, the Merovingian, I actually liked in here because he was like spouting some like fucking like boomer rant shit. Like everything was better back in my day. And like I I enjoy that because like it's just hanging such a lampshade on the pe- on like it, you know, it, it felt like this movie in general felt to me like it had a lot of like boomer slash gen z versus gen x or uh, uh boomer slash gen x versus like gen z kind of shit in it and i'm sick of those fucking like generation war kind of drummed up well, bullshit and like it sucks for us because we're on the cusp was, of like a couple of generations so like we yeah. have to sit in the middle of all of them just being like you know what actually we all You're just all suck terrible. we yeah, all exactly. suck all of us You're fucking all terrible suck in different ways yeah so just like nobody's Shut up. better than anybody else and yeah, and so like I, I fucking loved him just going off on his stupid fucking boomer rants. I was like, I, I was eating that up. Oh, I'm glad somebody enjoyed it. Like, I'm glad you got something out of this piece of shit because holy fuck, I'm never watching this ever again. This is a fucking nightmare. This is like, I can't believe they did this to my poor Matrix movie. That movie's so good, that first one. Every sequel is just like shitting in its mouth every time. <laughs> they can't figure out what made this movie cool anymore. Anyway. <sighs> It's, I mean, I, I'm not surprised that we're having these different reactions to it because, like, the reviews themselves are like super divisive. There's some people that are like, you know, I love the self-referential, like how meta it is and and shit like that, and how much it's up its own ass. And then there are other people that were like, this thing is just so self-indulgent. I wouldn't mind some of the self-indulgence if it was even remotely well made. It's so abysmally poorly fucking put together. Like, it doesn't make any sense. It's too fucking long. Scenes just go on for fucking eternity. They don't need to. It's fucking horribly paced. Like, oh, it's just terrible. Anyway, <laughs> oh, where were we? Um, so eventually, fucking Neo fucking force pushes Smith away while they're having this fight. They chat, and then Neo walks into a like everybody gets together again, and like they have a chat after they fought everybody off. And Neo walks into Tiffany's bike shop. Where Carrie Ann Moss is grinding metal, something so that it's basically just a really cool shot. So that when the sparks go into slow mo, when they do this bullet time effect that they're going to go into for 48 minutes now, it looks really cool <laughs> when the sparks are moving and stuff back and forth. Yeah. Either way, just as Ray, he's going to get to, I was going to call her Ray because I'm now I'm at the point where I hate these, like I hate Star Wars. So, like, <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of Force Awakens uh, in this movie. Uh, Anyway, so just as he's about to get to Ray, here comes Neil Patrick Harris to drive me fucking insane again. He <laughs> now is going to reverse weaponize bullet time to slow everybody down so that he can't get to Carrie Ann Moss. And this scene's totally going to go on for to me. I love 68 the, the, minutes. 
while Neil Patrick Harris drones on about why his ideas are the way that they should go. Oh, I hate this fucking character. Oh, I appreciate that the I AI like has him. started using Neo's tricks and talents against him, kind of thing. Oh, I just didn't hate. I hate the way this character was written. I hate the way Neil Patrick Harris played it. I hate it. Like I hated oh, him. I, like I don't I mind like using entirely using like the bullet time is actually like kind of clever, but like he is terrible in this. Like just abysmally bad in this. So like, what happens here anyway? This is where he starts telling him, you know, basically he, he this is where he, he gives his fucking villain speech and gives everything away. Yeah, kind of he kind of tells him the plan and how, like, he made this version of the Matrix and he's been, you know, just like gaslighting Neo this whole time to keep him in and everything. And keeping oh, and then he tells him the story about, like, how they were rebuilt from when they died because yeah. they did both die and they spent like 20 years rebuilding them. Um, and the, they analyst to be together. Watched, the analyst was there when he died and like yeah. watched him and then convinced the other AI to let let him, the analyst, like bring him back to life and, you know, use use them. And which just, is you know, like and just as, so exceptionally kind of hand wavy how they bring them back. It's insane how like hand wavy it is that they get brought back to life basically every time. Wait, no, he talks about like how it wasn't easy, like how they kept trying to do it. But like. You know, if they did it and allowed them to get too close to each other, they would fuck shit up and they'd have to start from scratch again and shit. <laughs> they were they were iterating the fucking like rebuilt corpses of Neo and Trinity. <laughs> yeah. Well, he finally releases them from bullet time. Bugs and company can like detect them again because they're like back kind of on the grid mm-hmm. and they go running as the cops and agents show up. They run and they all escape the Matrix or like. I'm not clear how Neo got away from the architect at all. Like everybody just seems to like get out of the matrix at this point. And I feel like I missed like a cut and I like, I have to go back and rewatch it. They just kind of all escape from the matrix. They'll just wake the up. Analyst, not the me, not the architect. They're the same character. They both sucked him. Like it's, it's <laughs> shit both ways. Well, the analyst is the new version of the architect, right? Like the analyst is, is the designer of this version of the matrix. Sure. The analyst is just the fucking architect with Neil Patrick Harris skin on. That's fine. I understand what's going on here. It's just a, just, Anyway, it's just an exposition machine. All he does is fucking spout exposition. That's all the architect did, too. (laughs) I know, but like he doesn't, they grind it to a halt five fucking times for him to just fucking spout exposition at Neo. Like five times and he just stops and if you you don't like Neil Patrick Harris's delivery of it, then I can understand why that doesn't work. I like Neil Patrick Harris. I was fine with him. He's just, he's not doing anything interesting in this. He's just like being dull in Neil Patrick Harris. all over the fucking place. Uh, I don't think. I think you're overselling him a little bit. <laughs> I think he was just reading the fucking dialogue off a goddamn cue card. Anyway, they run and escape the Matrix, so I'm not clear how any of this happened. Io has sent ships for them. That's the reason why they have to get out, though. They're, they're in a rush to get out, because Io has been sent ships out to look for Bug's ship, and they found them. And now they get dragged back in front of Niobe, which I guess is now when she gets Bugs gets demoted. I don't know. None of this makes fucking much sense one way or the other. Anyway, another Bug, robot Bug shows up. Kind of has a Michael Burnham complex going on. Oh yeah, there's He's some feeling up. <laughs> there's some parallels uh, with yeah. a certain Star Trek character that I continues to frustrate me on the show on a week to week basis. But that's neither here nor there, and we're not reviewing that because I can't scream this much again. Anyway, <laughs> another robot shows up this time, and inside it is a construct of Priyanka Chopra. So who has now reappeared. We cut to her awkwardly from earlier while Thomas was working at the home company or whatever, like where he was making the game. Uh, turns out she's a program that has been searching for him. And she was the little girl from Matrix 3. Sati, yeah. 
on the platform. Platform, yeah. Which I, is an interesting callback. She's been kind of like watching, like keeping an eye on Neo and the Matrix sort of thing. And she knew that he was there, but she was also in contact with the people in IO because she's got this like moth construct uh, or this moth creature or whatever that is sort of her avatar in the the real world that has been interacting with Niobe. I know she's married to a Jonas brother, but sweet baby Jesus. This, this, <laughs> she's so pretty. Anyway. Pretty, yeah. yeah. So she's been looking for Neo and knows something about how to help get Trinity back. So they get Bugs and her crew to volunteer. And so T explains the plan, which really just involved her opening a port for Morpheus's ball man technology to get into. So that he opens a hatch yeah. for everybody else to get into. It's not really like a really super involved plan. Like they make it sound like they're going to have to like hack the system. But it's it's basically like they need need the little guy to go. It's basically they need Mr. Fantastic to squeeze his way through a small tube and he gets in and that's the end of it. Like that was the whole, like that's the plan. You want fucking Mission Impossible? It's a a fucking AI security (laughs) system that gets fucking bypassed by a ball, like a, like a ball pit. Like a mobile ball pit bypasses a bunch, a, a bunch of sentient ball bearings. That's basically it. Like, okay. And some, that's sentient, a, some sentient buckshot. And that's and that's the level of storytelling you're willing to accept, Tim? That's fine. I expect more from my goddamn science fiction. Anyway. Well, no, I look, because all of this makes sense to me because like clearly there's a lot of you skimmed over the part where like the analyst exposes that like there's infighting in the machine world now like there's factions and stuff and and so they become split their resources are divided and shit like that and also that the analyst is overconfident as fuck and like clearly is allowing things to happen that he shouldn't be because he's just a cocky fuck kind of thing so that makes it like I'm okay with them not having a super hard time getting in and getting Trinity because the analyst just thinks he's got everything all fucking wrapped up. Okay. (laughs) That's my story reason. (laughs) So for some really obtuse reason, they need to have bugs go into the place where Trinity's body is so that she can jack her body in and like, so that she has time to get the body out while they find Trinity inside the matrix and get her to take the red pill. And they need a little bit of extra time for her to be jacked into the system while they take her out, blah, blah, blah. So they need bugs there to that do it. That was hand wavy. Yeah, I don't understand what was going on there, but that's fine. So while T is like breaking into the hardware that's attached to Trinity, which also they didn't really explain why she needed to like do a special fucking hack to get into that thing. That just like she she needed to be there to do something magic. Well, because if they just unplug her from the Matrix without her being red pilled, she'll die. Yeah. So they... There's a lot of extra steps to it that they never really explain exactly why, like why it's, it's to doing a special thing. clock on it. Yeah. It is, but it's like it, they never explain it well enough that it matters. So there's no fucking stakes to this ticking clock that doesn't really matter anyway. I swear mm. they explained this and I just couldn't understand what was happening. Either way. That was one of the things that I wanted to go back and see, like if I could pick it up better the second time. I, I watched just, it. I watched it twice and it's just like a bunch of gobbledygook yeah. that they never really explain. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Neo is in the Matrix and he's walking to the cafe, except the stupid analyst is there with cops. NPH says he'll let Tiff decide. So of course Trinity shows up like almost immediately. Walks by all the cops, looking like it's kind. Of, this is just a little weird. I was gonna come get my coffee. Why is there seven hundred cops in here with fucking machine guns? Anyway, so she walks up to Neo, and her and Neo talk for an awfully long time about the plot and like what's going on, and like her remembering things and like all kinds of stuff. But like at this point, NPH decides like it's just I'm gonna make you choose. And her shitty, awful family comes, shows up and they start bitching at her before Giga Chad, her husband, <laughs> like a dick, 
calls her babe and tries to drag her away. Yeah. Instead, she decides to go like go for Keanu. So like the analyst stops like bullet time, everything. And he gets his head punched off by Agent Smith, who just reappears. And like the, while the analyst is trying to get a cat, I don't understand why the analyst goes for the cat. I was completely lost by the cat thing. And like Trinity is controlled by bugs or something. Something weird is going on during this fight scene. Any, anyway, Neil Patrick Harris screams for them to kill Trinity, but they finally touch hands and the one power explodes. Yes. And NPH tries to initiate a swarm, but Agent Smith shoots him in the fucking face 48 times. And then he becomes the barista dude again and like takes off. And so they all have to escape now because the swarm has been activated and it's like the biggest swarm ever that's ever that anybody's ever seen. And Neo is going to escape and he tries to fly and it's super embarrassing because he can't fly. Yes. <laughs> the old man jumps. Exactly. <laughs> he just needs a little blue pill this time, I think, except a different little blue pill. He needs another blue pill. Yeah. The one, you know, that does <laughs> a little, sketch. little diamond shaped one. Yep. That's the one. <laughs> Trinity gets a bike instead for the pair of them to escape on. The other people, I guess, have to fight the swarm off on their own. She just like fucking bolts with Neo. She's like, yeah, thanks for the escape plan, guys. <laughs> Fuck you. And just fucks off without them. Like, they'll be fine, right? They're just normal humans. And we're the one is <laughs> twos. Are we the two now? Like they can't call themselves the one anymore because there's two of them. Together we are the one. Like that's like that's some we are the flash horse shit. We can't be going down this road right now. You know what I mean? <laughs> we can't do this. Anyway, so they escape and the other people fight off the swarm. In the real world, they've recovered Trinity to the ship and jacked her in. Sati leaves and says they need a miracle for some reason. In the Matrix, Trinity and Neo are driving around. And this looks terrible also. Like this whole cheese sequence looks like they've got half as many people as they need on the street to make it look like a real swarm. They're driving about half speed. Like it just looks not I great. No, I didn't get that. I thought I thought that was I like those visuals, like the swarm like chasing them at full speed on foot kind of thing while they were like trying to weave in and out of traffic and like I guess what I'm trying to say is that in terms of like what it looked like visually, is that it looked like a CW show, not what I expect from a movie of this like there, this part didn't look like a CW show. There were some of the effects that came off like looking like TV budget for me. There was like specifically this, like this was some TV budget in terms just because of like the scale of the crowd seemed like we've got it's COVID crowds, right? We've got six probably, people yeah. who are trying to That's make it look like it. 40 people, but like yeah. we really should have had 40 people and maybe CGI some extra people in there kind of thing. Cause it looks like kind of a little Spartan for it to be any kind of real threat as she's driving around kind of willy nilly on this motorcycle. I don't know, like too slow also to really make it look cool. Like their hair's not moving. I was like, what is happening here? Anyway. <laughs> oh, Oh, yeah. So the boss <laughs> starts flinging human bodies out of a window in a weird 9-11 reactment that's pretty fucking horrific and like completely drained what little interest I had in this movie away completely at the end of it here. Like I'm done at this point where I'm like, yeah, see, I didn't I didn't make that. Like I can oh, understand yeah. that link. My brain no. didn't make that link. And I thought like that whole sequence was like pa- pretty powerful visuals. Like it was pretty, that, was, that was the level of like desperation that they had uh, at trying to stop them at this point. Yeah, uh, sure. That's great. It was just a little traumatizing. Like I just wasn't into it. I was like, yeah, it's a little, that's a little too far for me in terms of like level of things that I need to watch on my entertainment, I guess. Uh, I guess I watched that cartoon invincible where he like basically mutilates an entire fucking city, but <laughs> I don't know. Watching people jump off a fucking building is not what I need to be doing either way. Bugs goes back into the matrix now. I'm not entirely sure what's happening at this point with her. The bots use a helicopter to blow up Neo and Trinity. It still doesn't work. 
The bots all get over the ship crew. Neo and Trinity escape to the bank lobby. It looks like the bank lobby where Neo yeah. stops all the gunfire. Bugs meets her people and then gets told by operator guy that Neo and Trinity are on the roof. A helicopter meets them up there. And then like bugs and everybody just kind of disappear from the movie uh, because the helicopter meets Trinity and Neo up on the roof. And well, they, Neo they say starts using take out like the injured people or whatever, because some of them get injured in the, in the oh, okay. I must not. Okay. Um, Neo hits the helicopter with another helicopter's rocket, causing both helicopters to crash. This is a cool sequence if it didn't look like it was all shot on a blue screen and rendered in Unreal Engine. So, fine. And it does, they, one of the helicopters smashes into the building again and it does that like Ripley effect. The Ripley effect, yeah. In the first movie. <laughs> fine, great. That's just another callback. Callback, yeah. Carrie Ann can finally see the Matrix. Trinity can finally see the Matrix, I guess I should say. They kiss. And then they jump off the building together where it turns out that it's actually Trinity who's the one who can fly and she's holding Neo up. Yeah. At this point, a helicopter comes up to shoot them. She's like, fuck this, going up, and they just fly away. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, They wake up in the real world. Good thing they did that muscle stimulation to both of them, right? Like she's just able to get up and start moving around because they start just fucking pawing at each other. Well, no, they, well, they kind of, they kind of gloss over that, but it looks like they do have like better technologies for, like reviving people, getting them out of the matrix and reclimb or acclimating them to the real world at this point. Cause they've got like better equipment to like take the little ports and stuff out of people, which is, I figure it's sort of a short shorthand to saying like our methods of pulling people out have gotten better over 60 years kind of thing. Anyway, they make out in the real world and they're <laughs> still fucking beautiful people. So like, it's fine. Uh, we see them go back into the matrix and like, she just full on like, attacks the analyst at this point she fucking knocks his jaw yeah that was pretty cool and like she tells him that they're gonna he goes on some rant about like how they can't take over because whatever reasons and then they're like yeah no that's not gonna work for us we're just gonna take over anyway (laughs) i guess is how this ends and they fly off together like I don't know yeah. exactly what that that like, what the fuck's happening at the end of this movie makes no fucking sense. I mean, it's about it makes about as much sense as Neo's little speech to the agents or whatever. I guess at the yeah, end of the first know. movie does. Either way, that band with the lady that peed on the guy from the stage does a terrible <laughs> that's exactly, cover. That's exactly I wake what up. I had to. So the machine. Oh, find that fly video. Off it's fucking hilarious. Yeah, and then this disaster of a fucking movie ends. fucking blessedly ends (laughs) the top comment on the reddit thread is that I don't want to say that it's crap but I'm never going to argue with anybody that says that it is that's got 3,000 upvotes and has 600 gold awards okay so redditors yep that's who you're talking to you're talking to a redditor So I th- I think it's it's clear where Mark falls down on it in terms of uh, I mean there are clearly some things that worked for you I I you just got to talk so I'm gonna where you you're gonna have to tell me what they are because uh, I don't remember there, them anymore there were characters and shit that worked for you Jessica mm. Henwick and yeah Abdul Mateen were both were both really good and I really yep. like both of them too um, I I thought it was fun we can talk about cast then I thought it was fun bringing back Niobe bringing back Jada Pinkett Smith I thought she did worked pretty well as like you know her evolution over time being becoming one of like the military leaders of io of like the human society and i found that i actually cared about the real world politics this time because they didn't like just fucking hammer us with them like they did in reloaded and uh revolutions 
So that was the problem. Is like I still don't care. Like I still don't like. It still doesn't make a big difference to the plot of the movie to me. You know what I mean? Like it's it's there as window dressing. Like it's a little bit of world building, but it doesn't really add or subtract anything to it. So I don't know. I don't. There's so many problems that I have with this movie that like that. Like, like, kind of doesn't make that big a difference. So, yeah, I don't know. And and I will all all, since Mark absolutely does not seem to have liked Neil Patrick Harris. I will sing his fucking praises. I I loved Neil Patrick Harris. I mean, his blue glasses right off the bat. I was like, okay, this is like the embodiment of the blue pill, and like the therapy is the tool that like pushes Neo's mind to accept the Matrix or gaslighting him, and that and absolutely ended up being the thing. And then like they went and made it even more obvious by like. Neo gets prescribed the blue pills and everything, but oh my god, uh, yeah! I just love like the analyst was just that perfect level. Like Neil Patrick Harris was just playing that perfect level of like manipulative, manipulative asshole, um, and uh, to the point where it was so satisfying for me when Trinity was taking out her revenge on him in that final fucking scene, just like kicking his jaw off and stuff like that. But yeah, like he was also hitting on a lot of those like bullshit far right kind of stuff that we've heard a lot of the last like few years or so like talking about like oh you can go paint the sky with rainbows and you're all just sheeple and shit like that and that just made me want to punch him even that much more and made it that much more satisfying when neo and trinity come in and fucking like just beat the shit out of him at the end I yeah that was that's a tough one for me because like I usually like Neil Patrick Harris and I was like he I yeah I he, he's kind of, I just feel like he was wasted here or like I don't know man I I feel like we watch completely different movies I really do I <laughs> really there's do times where that happens and because like this fucking one of, this, the, one of the beauties of doing this thing this movie like just made my fucking skin crawl like it was <laughs> oh I don't know man I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, I was I was totally cool with all of the sort of self-referential stuff that was going on. Like, like, I mean, the the one point it went a little far into the point where, like, I'm surprised that Warner Brothers, like, approved this. And maybe it's just that they aren't self-aware enough to understand it was like Warner Brothers is the company in world in the matrix world of Mr. Anderson's company of Thomas Anderson's company. And they're forcing him to make a sequel. And then like the studio execs and the writers from Warner brothers come in and are like trying to meddle with like Thomas Anderson's vision. Like they very clearly have been doing with a lot of the DC movies and shit like that. Like, Holy shit. That was just so on the nose. And I love that whichever writer like inserted that in, put that in, and then that fucking Warner wasn't like smart enough to pick up on it and be like, I think they're trying to make fun of us here. I literally feel like this movie was intentionally made terribly. Like I honestly <laughs> feel like it was poorly made on purpose. Like it's the only explanation I have for it. Like because and they say it right at the beginning. WB is forcing us to make a fourth one. Either way, we can do it or they'll do it without us. This entire movie just feels like them saying fuck you to the studio. And the audience by fucking extension, because now we have to sit through this movie where they tell us, fuck you for liking this thing between that and like the blatant, like just laziness and piss poor, like action, like agents are missing stationary objects, like a feet fucking like literally a foot away from them. It's shot like one of those taken movies. The original movie had these nice long action takes where you would watch them do like the fights and stuff like this. This is like a taken movie where it takes Liam Neeson 16 cuts to get over a fence. 
that's all the action in this is like that. It was more, yeah, there, it was more cutty like that for sure. Like the only way this movie could be this bad if it was done on purpose. Like it had to be. I don't know. It just, it, <sighs> like I literally at one point checked to see how much time it passed, assuming it was like about halfway through and it had been like a fifth of the movie. You know what I mean? And my brain was just like, no, like I'm shutting off. Like you're not even listening to part of it anymore. Like it's, it's so irritating. I, I mean, I, I will disagree about the way that it was made. I think that uh, visually and writing wise, story wise, I feel like this movie achieved m- most of the stuff visually that it set out or visually and, and story wise that it set out to. Whereas the previous sequels often fell short of that, as we, we noted many times. I find uh, it really hard to accept an argument that says like this is a well written movie when like every time they make a point of doing something, they have to show you a visual proof from the original movie to reinforce the point that they're making in this movie. Like it's constant with these flashes to the original movie. It almost feels like they have no confidence in what they're trying to put on the screen themselves in this new version without reinforcing it with what came before. Like it's just the know. laziest fucking I I know, I'm sorry. I mean, you've got to think it's that just most people that are watching like this movie abysmal. Haven't so bad. just haven't just watched and like picked apart the first three movies like we have. I guess, yeah, but it's just like, you gotta keep know. in mind we are not you know your average fucking movie goer, right? No, like, true. I like I understand this. I just I even feel like if you were like the average movie viewer who had watched like if you'd watch the first Matrix on Netflix this week and then you watch this, you'd be like, what the fuck? is this piece of shit doing compared to that? It doesn't even hold up action wise in terms like, I mean, there is a generation action wise in terms like compared to the original, (laughs) let alone the sequels, the sequels. I'll go back and say the sequels action is fine at this point compared to what was in this movie. Cause I think the stuff that was in this movie was so jank and shit and like WB looking like WB CW looking is what I kind of trying to say. Like it looks like the Uh. flash. I was happy with the majority of the fights. Uh, I was happy with like the effects and stuff like that. I thought in particular, the uh, couple things, the in matrix effect where they like transfer Trinity's consciousness into bugs. So they get like overlaid for a while, the way that they represented that in the matrix where they had like the one avatar in the matrix that kept shifting back and forth between bugs and Trinity for that one, like for part of that final fight scene was pretty cool. Yeah. But that was part of like, they, they, yeah, see, we just had that scene where it like was part of that hand wavy bit. Yeah, that, like there's there, why was she there to begin I'm with? Not, I'm not I don't fully understand why they so had like, to do that, but <laughs> you understand why I'm frustrated, right? Like just, I, Yeah, I can see I can see I parts know. of parts of where your frustration is coming. Um I don't know. I mean like they built a functional highway for the second movie, and this movie looks like it was completely filmed on a set. <laughs> and not even like a good set that has like a, a volume on it, like just like a shitty set that they like put some paper mache on the walls of and then green screen some stuff in unreal engine because there's a lot of that in here <laughs> i mean at least there was no fucking like ps2 graphics like there were in the last couple of movies no that's i mean no <laughs> but like production design wise i thought the design of io was pretty neat i was like you said earlier i was really glad they didn't just take us back to zion because like you had some fucking ptsd about zion after having rewatched those last two sequels what else visually speaking uh we, we were talking about like how the uh, humans and the uh, some of the machines have kind of teamed up and stuff like that i liked how they worked that into the production design like a lot of the ships now had 
elements yeah. of the machines in them. Like even the uh, Bugsy ship, the Nemo sign has like traits of the machines. It has like, you know, you, previously they were all like those blue lights. So, yeah. Now they have like the tail that had some of those red lights from the machines incorporated into it and stuff like that. I thought that was a cool way. And just in general, in the way that the, the tech and everything worked. And I said this earlier, like I, I'm glad that they went back and that they went back and showed you know, they've moved past some of the limitations that they had in the first movies kind of thing, you know, and the way that they interact with the matrix and stuff like that. And that they, you know, they can now use the doors instead of hard lines that agents can be skinned to look like anyone. And then they have like these handler programs that look after some of like the really important people and shit like that. Like it wasn't just like, Oh yeah, it's just another matrix and they're going to wake up and whatever kind of thing. Like there were new trappings to everything that I was that was cool and and that, that I appreciated. I felt like there's a lot more chemistry between Thomas Anderson and Tiffany at that coffee shop than there ever was between Neo and Trinity in the first trilogy. And I part of me wants to chalk that up to just the fact that I think my I think that uh, Keanu Reeves and Carrie Ann Moss have like kept pretty close since those movies because yeah. they were both like such turning points in their career kind of thing. And so like I feel like they just have a friendship now that they can make that chemistry work a lot better than they could in the past. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> as much as any chem- anybody's chemistry in here works, I think that, yeah, theirs is as close to, I mean, they're forced to sleepwalk through like 90% of this movie, right? Because of the plot of it. So I never, you never get the real, like hot and heavy passion feeling kind of thing because it's always blocked by like, they're, they're being, being somewhat suppressed and everything. Yeah. The, like, so like you never get that, but like they do kind of act around it more effectively than they did in the original trilogy. Cause yeah, they're very like, cold fish in the original trilogy whatever uh i i don't know i don't know i feel like the only person who really bought into this movie was like jessica henwick and new morpheus yeah because yeah, like those are the only people who were like really looked like in every scene that they were 100 percent like into what was going on i yeah. think and a lot of that i think what like i felt bad keanu looks like rough like I'm, I'm sure yeah, they're playing his... it up, but he looks like he can't move anymore. But I just watched John Wick three and that was like a year ago and he's moving around like a bat out of hell. So like, I don't like, I'm, I'm sure they're playing it up a little bit, but like, I was okay with his action like, sequences. Like I didn't what? hate him, his fight with the new Smith, uh, the, like in the bathroom and stuff like that, the way you did. I, the part I didn't like about that sequence was the exiles fighting the other, avatars and shit like yeah, that yeah. um but the one yeah just physically especially in the matrix you know like keanu reeves is legendarily one of those guys that like just quote unquote doesn't age kind of thing but like holy shit like i think his lower teeth in this movie are doing the aging for like his entire body they needs like adult braces i think yeah yeah keanu, also, like, like, <laughs> maybe maybe let's not have the poor guy be doing like high kicks and tight jeans anymore like, cause he was having some trouble doing the kung fu. Like, he's doing good he for like his age and shit. Of, like the wire work and shit like that. Yeah, too, but like he just didn't. He looked and... he looked uncomfortable in some of it, which I like, which just threw me out because I'm like, I'm. It has to be they're doing it up for the movie. Like, it has to be because like, he was just in John Wick, where like he's getting the shit kicked out of him, and like he's still moving around like he's 22. And I know that I'm sure they got stunt doubles and stuff, but like I don't know. It's just so it was so jarring in this. And then like especially because he's supposed to be in the Matrix. Well, like once he's in, and I know he doesn't have all his powers and stuff, but even if you don't have powers, once you're like aware that you're in the matrix, are you not supposed to be able to like kind of be more badass than like any other regular person around you? He's still kind of like fumbling and stumbling over basically fucking everything. It just, it felt weird that he was still that 
even after they pulled him out and like let him go back in the matrix. He'd been resubmerged for so long though at that point, right? Like he's got sixty years of of cloudy yeah, living in the matrix. He to gets out of, in the original off. movie. He gets out of the matrix after having lived there his whole life, and when he goes right back in, he's like cool as a fucking cucumber guy after he's gone through the training, right? Yeah. So like, well, why is it like now he's the, got a disconnect? I think, I think that the, what plays into that for me, what makes that work for me is just the manipulation and the gaslighting that the analyst analyst has pushed on him for so long at this point. And that gets into the, like the new sort of themes and stuff or some, I guess it's revisiting in some ways, but like we're back to playing with ideas of like perception versus reality and how much like even we in the, in our own lives, like fictionalize facts and memory in our mind, like, you know, Memories aren't reliable. I, I remember things probably completely different than somebody else that was standing right beside me witnessing the exact same events kind of thing, right? Yeah. And so, like, you know, turning the events of the previous movie into a Matrix game is, into a video game, um, is, like, within the Matrix, is, like, the ultimate revenge of the machines on Neo. And I, I love that little bit of, like, irony, like, turning his journey into something, like, kind of trivial, and just being like, no, it's just just fucking video game. Like none of this shit actually happened, kind of thing. And uh, yeah, I appreciate that. I thought it was a really clever way to keep Neo submerged as well. And uh, and even like down to the analyst cat being named Black Cat being named Deja Vu as a way to sort of write off in Neo's head, like because you know, Neo's got like hardwired in his head. Like if I see this Black Cat twice, that means that something in the matrix has been changed and now it's just like oh well it's just my analyst cat like that that's the level to which the analyst has like the thought that he has put into like fucking with neo and like using mental illness to gaslight him into thinking he's just crazy and that like people from outside the matrix aren't actually trying to disrupt his reality and pull him out of it and shit like that it's just that he's bought into this world that he has ostensibly created and shit like that and then he just ends up in like a groundhog day type loop. Like how many times do you think at this point, like he has come close to realizing and the analyst realized it and like pulled Neo into his office and had him like wake up as in he's been in like a therapy session the whole time kind of thing. Well, we see at least one, right? Like where like the yeah. initial like bring in kind of thing. But so, over 60 years, I imagine that's just happened yeah, like happened hundreds times, of times yeah. kind of thing. Right. So like yeah, that, that all works pretty pretty well for me. I mean, if the if the analyst is as competent in the other iterations of the Matrix as he is in this one, it's probably thousands, hundreds of thousands of times at this point they've looped around, and he's yeah. got kind of free because he's fucking terrible at his job. He keeps <laughs> finding ways out. So yeah, and he's but like, I, and he's so good at it. He's basically programming his own ways out of them too, right? Like he's building these modals. Eventually, to like, yeah. yeah, that's what helps right? him. Yeah, is, yeah is, so. is he creates his own. I don't know his own uh you know the the own the vehicle of his own escape right by making morpheus the this morpheus agent smith hybrid character or whatever so yeah i mean that that was like i think what that and yeah you do and uh colleen wing what's her fucking name again i can't jessica remember henwick. her name jessica henwick that yeah they that all kind of carried me through pretty well and the other thing that and this is something they didn't do that I appreciated was like, there were a couple times where I felt like, Oh, they're just going to go back to being like, there's a traitor in the real world. And like, that's what's going to be the threat. And they didn't do that. And I was like, thank God. Cause that would have just been too many times to go back to that same fucking well kind of thing. But, and you said it was too long. I was fine with the pacing. Holy and fuck. I did not have an issue with the pacing like on this. 
Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I agree to disagree. Hard. I thought I thought that it did a like it. Obviously, yes, it's a very homage movie. We've talked about a lot of very homage movies lately. Um, but for me, it did a very. I, I was really happy with the pace at which it moved from pure homage to kind of becoming its own thing and, and going in new directions towards the end. <sighs> but I do have gripes. Well, I can't wait to hear these. <laughs> uh, I will go on the record and say, I do kind of wish that they hadn't brought Neo and Trinity back in the real world, like resurrected them physically in the real world. I do agree with you that it does cheapen their deaths to some extent in revolutions. Uh, I think it would have been a cool way to play this if it was just because like we saw some shit in towards the end of the, the first matrix movies, the, the trilogy um, where Neo could be in the matrix without being plugged into it. Uh-huh. And so I thought, I thought it would be cool if we ended up with a situation where it was just their consciousnesses that were living on in the matrix while their body, they didn't have a physical body left. Yeah. That's kind of what could, I assumed they were going to do with it. Yeah. Like, and then yeah. they could exist in, in the real world, kind of like avatars, like Morpheus has the, yeah. this new version of Morpheus has. I think that would have better, been a better way to play their existence in the real world. Um, and would have kind of, would have transcended the original movies more in, in a, in a more interesting way. So yeah, there's that, uh, there were where I thought that they got really into like the sort of CW, like TV budget kind of shots were those like reverse bullet time shots where it was like some characters were like walking in slow-mo kind of oh, thing. It was yeah. like, yeah, that does, that effect was not done well. I was or even, <sighs> even, even when some of the characters were feeling like disoriented, like yeah. after Morpheus or Neo take the red pill and they're trying to be like, oh yeah, all like, that now looked they're, like shit to me. That did that. That was a really bad effect. I don't know what was going on, man. I I, I don't want to like shit on because these there's crazy people who are fucking worked on this movie. But I was I I don't understand how the the effects in this don't like they were worse to me than what was in the original movie. Basically, like, I'll I disagree don't feel like that. they fucking Over, didn't hold overall. up. Didn't like hold up as well. And maybe it's because I didn't like the production design of this. It's so bright. Like, mm. why is this movie so bright? Why is this Matrix movie like? fucking white on white what is going on like and that's part of like that's something that i think i pitched about in the the original sequels too where like all of a sudden what had been a very moody like noir piece in the original movie all of a sudden is like studio lit like mm-hmm. everything's fucking like blow out white and i'm like why that that's not what i want we want from this world that doesn't make any sense and they're really hard on it in this one where like everything's just like normal lit like you don't have that and like i know you said you liked that they didn't have the filter in the matrix but I'm like, mm-hmm. that is part of the veneer like of it wanted, that makes sense. Yeah. I, I can see both sides of it. I feel like that's one of the ways that they're acknowledging that the Matrix is getting better and more immersive and better at keeping people submerged, keeping people in it kind of thing. That was never the point of it, though. It was It was a storytelling device to kind of like key you into where you were in the story as opposed to like. Because now you just can't tell. It's all just toned the same way. So it's just like, oh, where the fuck am I? Like, am I in the real world or am I not? Keanu Reeves is stumbling around like a fucking goof in both. So it doesn't matter. Which he has hair in one place. Yeah, because the one he's got hair and one he doesn't. Like, <laughs> it doesn't matter where we are. Yeah. It's dull as fucking dishwater. Is, like, it's so boring. It doesn't matter one way or the other. Because it's probably just some old person fucking 
talking, talking exposition that. at you. Yeah. I don't know. I just, like, I, I really wanted this movie to work because like I hated the original sequels and I've always <laughs> been like, I wish they had done something better with it. And it just feels like more of what they did in those sequels as opposed to with a whole bunch, like with an hour of fuck you meta shit at the beginning of it. <laughs> and then like another dull matrix revolutions part 2.5 sequel again, 60 years in the future, but we've resurrected them this time and they've got new bodies, but they're almost 60 now. So it's not as sexy as it was in 1999 because they're not 30 they're years old. They're old people. They're old yeah. people now. So it's not even, <laughs> and they can't really do the action the way they used to. And also Hugo Weaving's not here. So like, that's going to suck. Just so we're clear. Hugo Weaving's not in this movie. It's true. And it's, I, I agree. I do think that was a bad call. I will say the one place that the pacing started to break down for me was that, uh, we did have some of the same shit that happened in reloaded and Re- uh, revolutions where we end up spending too much time in the real world in the middle of the movie. And you're just like, we get back to matrix now back to matrix. That's kind of the cool part of this movie. We we'll go back there. But then um, it kind of wasn't because like the matrix in this world isn't as cool as it was. Like they don't, you don't really get as much of like the highfalutin chop like insanity in this movie as you do in the other movies either. Like they're just kind of shooting at each other a lot. I think that we, I don't know. I don't know if that's true or not, or if it's just that we've become so desensitized to that because it's, in all the like Marvel movies and shit like that. Now like we get multiple of those movies a year that like a movie like that has the same level of action as the, the matrix or the original matrix or those sequels at this point just isn't as impressive to us. I don't know. I just, I, I really felt like this, like the, the stunt choreography and the fights in this were like lackluster, like at a base level. Like I just felt like everything looked shoddy and CW level. At best, it's because they had Chad Saluski doing acting, acting as opposed to fucking doing the stunts. <laughs> it's entirely, well, did uh, Wing Wu Ping come back for this one? Because I heard uh, he I didn't. Who did the stunts on this? Because I don't think they got anybody big to do the stunts like they did. Like they had like legendary stunt workers on the original Matrix movie, and that's why those movies action still pretty kind of holds up really well to this day. Whereas like it didn't feel like this movie's not going to hold up the way those movies hold up. You're going to watch this again like a year and be like, "What the fuck's going on with this action sequence?" Cause like no, he did. No, he just played it. Who the fuck did do this stunt? Yeah, that's what I mean. Like it, it feels like nobody did anything on this. Either way, I don't want to sit here and harp on this. It's already been two hours of this nonsense. I'm sorry. Well, I, the only other thing that I will say is I'm not sure how I feel about the ending, and it's because like I only watched this like last night, like less than 24 hours ago. I feel like I'm still processing the ending, but it does still feel kind of like the ending of the first movie, and that it's kind of it's more of a beginning. And I don't I'd be happy if they just left it alone. But as they, as they mentioned, as they mentioned in this very movie, Warner Brothers probably won't be able to leave it well enough alone and will probably try to force another. I movie. honestly hope it bombs so they don't make another one. Like, I really <laughs> hope it doesn't. Do, I feel bad. But this like I was just like it's, getting, it's not getting glowing reviews, but it's getting like it's like 60. It's, it's fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. It's like 67 or 68 or something like that, but not like certified fresh kind of thing the user rating well i had both of them up before this and the user rating was 60 something on rotten tomatoes and 41 on metacritic so i don't know what i believe anymore but like the reddit thing was like everybody hated it and like the upvotes were swinging if you were on the hate side that's reddit (laughs) to be fair but like ah, wow and like i was hard like i thought i was crazy because i was watching and just like this sucks like i don't like this at all and then I went online and was like 
Twitter was very happy with it. And then I went on Reddit and it was like, um, did anybody else hate the new Matrix movie? And like the hands were going up and it was like, <laughs> okay, it's not just us. Yeah, we had some problems. And like, it, yeah, it kind of went from there. So like, I don't know. I didn't go into it hate, wanting to hate it, but oh boy, did I end up hating it. So stunt coordinator is Jonathan Eusebio. I don't know who that is or what else he's done. Oh, he's done some of the Bourne movies. Shit. And Black <laughs> Panther. Wow, hmm. Black Panther kind of falls apart in that third act fight also, remember? John Wick? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if he's done actual uh I don't know. Done, I just felt uh, like the, the action really fucking fell apart in this. Um which is like uh at I mean you're the, you're more Matrix, sensitive to act like you're more of an action movie kind of uh, aficionado than I am. So I like know. maybe it's just that I don't put as much weight into that because I don't know as much about that so it's I, just, like, I, I, I was watching the choreography and it was just falling apart on me but i i don't know maybe i am just being too picky about it at this point i know like i came down i mean i, I guess i didn't really like spider-man that much either <laughs> <laughs> like, i bitched about it a lot also right like, <laughs> like i liked it but like i was but still it, like it's, but it's spider-man so you're willing to overlook a lot more yeah than you are with, I like, was. Matrix, which is a character you don't have as character in series you don't have as much investment in it, it's it's also Longer. just like they i don't i don't like i there's there's only ever been one good matrix thing to me right like it's only the original movie that i've ever been like oh yeah this animatrix. is my favorite thing ever. i mean the animatrix yeah but that's like a direct to dvd like this is fun that's like the video game being good you know what i mean it's a nice mm. bonus basically when like a licensed thing is good on top of that but like the original movie has is like we just watched it and i just blew it like i still love the original movie i i just i don't think they ever should have made a sequel to it not right after they did like when they did the original two sequels and i don't think they should have made this either i think they all suck like i think everything that has ever been sequelized in the matrix sucks and that sucks because the first <laughs> movie is amazing but like everything they've done since is fucking terrible so there you go jessica henwick like fucking hit me up though sweet baby jesus you're <laughs> just the best i love you and everything right. you're in let's finish this up then uh mark give Matrix Resurrections, a score out of 10 in your final thoughts. I will give it um oh boy. This is a tough one actually. I'll give it a I'll give it a four out Ooh. of ten. I think that's worse than you gave reloaded. Uh yeah. Yeah. Resurrection or Re- revolutions, you you were like two or something like that. Yeah, like like three or four. I like yeah. Jessica Henwick, amazing. New Morpheus. I cannot I'm never gonna be able to pronounce his name. I'm <laughs> yeah, sorry. I'm doing a team. He is amazing and just gorgeous. Both those people are just like get together. You know what I mean? Like make babies. <laughs> you're beautiful. I love seeing Keanu in stuff, even though I don't think he was like he was really like Keanuing hard in this movie, uh, more so than usual. And like Carrie Ann Moss is great, but she didn't that really didn't give her a ton to do. So like I give it like basically points for like performers showing up to play. Everything else about this movie is just fucking like the pits to me. And then like you're you're just I and I just started cutting points off every time I was reminded that Hugo Weaving wasn't in this movie. <laughs> and that's what it, like broke it. I, I guarantee you if that if it it just his voice had been in this movie, I'd be like I'm willing to overlook a whole lot more of this shit. But the guy <laughs> they told me was Agent Smith was just like dull as dishwater. They may as well have got the guy. Who played Ocean Master? That fucking like the white toast dude who's in oh, everything. Patrick, uh, Patrick, Patrick Wilson. Wilson. They should have got yeah. him to play him because he's just like <laughs> dial tone. Just don't care. Nobody gives a shit. Doesn't matter. Yeah, totally that was pointless. No Hugo Weaving. No Lawrence Fishburne's disappointing, but like no Hugo Weaving is like critical error. Like <laughs> warp core breach. Ships going down. Captain deserves to go down with it at this point because. 
no Hugo Weaving. So there you go. Three. Sure. Did I say three? So three you said ten? four. Fine. Four out of ten. Four out of ten. <laughs> you got that one point back. Like it matters at this point. <laughs> so I, I'm going to give this an eight out of ten because I was really Chill. pretty happy with it overall. I think for reference, I gave Reloaded seven. Chill. And, and uh, Revolution six and a half. Warner Brothers, Chill. And, so, and those were lower than what I would. You know, if you, if you'd asked me before the most recent rewatch what I would have scored Reloaded and Revolutions, it would have been higher than those scores. So we'll see how this holds up in the long run for me. But based on just my first watch and sort of first impressions, eight out of ten, I think it's better than both the Reloaded and Revolutions across the board. It does still have its issues. It's like the like the most damning by fate praise thing we've ever said on this podcast. <laughs> well, for sure. to God, I, I agree. I, I absolutely acknowledge that. Um, it's another homage heavy movie in the same vein as. Force Awakens is Ghostbusters Afterlife, as we can now add Spider-Man No Way Home to that list. Yep. Uh, but in this case, it was way more self-aware and it built that right into the plot. So I didn't find it as distracting as I did in some of those other movies. So, yeah, I, I was perfectly I thought it was a perfectly adequate Matrix sequel, let's say. Didn't blow me away, but I was entertained and I appreciated I, I was you know, enjoying the meta nods and the self self-awareness and shit like that in it. So. Well, I'm glad somebody enjoyed this. <laughs> All right, let's move on to our final segment for this week, which is Geek Cred, uh, where we just recommend something for you to check out that we think you might like. Mark, what is your Geek Cred for this week? Go, if you have the means, play Red Dead Redemption 2. I know I've been talking about it, but like, if you have the means and you're a video gamer, you owe it to yourself to get into that, especially if you like Westerns. So like, obviously, there's we're, we're, we're starting to like dive into a niche of a niche of a niche of a niche of a niche, but if like it even remotely sounds like something you'd be interested in, just fucking go for it. It's cheap right now on all the services. Everybody's got it on sale for like 20 bucks or whatever. Grab it. Get in there. Enjoy the Western simulation of it. I just I'm blown away by this fucking game. Like it's just like completely captured my imagination, which doesn't happen very often with these things. Sometimes teams that take like I'll play a game for like 20 hours and be like, yeah, I'm cool. It was done. It's over. But like this one, I'm like, oh man, I've got like another 100 hours. Every I can, corner. <laughs> yeah, like I've got another 100 hours I could put into it. And I'm probably going to the next week. Like I'm like, I don't <laughs> want to do anything real anymore. Everybody's like Christmassy things. And I'm like, ah, everybody's getting a disease and dying. I don't want to do any of this shit. I'm just going to sit in Red Dead and ride my horse around and find gold bars and kill people. Because <laughs> 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 if you can get away with it, it's fun. But then if you don't, you know, the law comes after you and they're real particular but they do carry a lot of good loot so like killing a bunch of uh marshals whilst does raise your wanted level quite high and it will cost you eventually they do kind of pay for themselves you know what i mean like you get a bounty but like just like in real life yeah that's how it works you, you slaughter <laughs> them and like pick up their like basically loot their corpses and pay yeah. off your own bounty with the slaughtered corpses and then you get to walk away scum-free exactly just like america it's basically america the simulator so yeah. uh Go enjoy it. If you have enough money, you can do whatever you want. It's basically what this game is telling you. Yeah, Jesus. <laughs> Which America. <laughs> America. Fuck yeah. Anyway, yeah, no red. <laughs> if you have like a system you can play it on, go to town. It is it's a piece of art, basically. Which I never thought I'd be able to say about a Red Dead or like a Rockstar game, but it is it's something else. So cool. there's a vampire you can hunt in New Orleans. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. That. Anyway. <laughs> 
my you kept for this week is uh, Doom Patrol season three. Now that we're kind of on all the season breaks for the TV shows, I'm getting to catch Ooh. up on some of the stuff I missed. And I'm a few is episodes in at this point. Uh, yeah, I think it had I'm pretty sure it was it's I've got 10 episodes of okay. it. And uh, yeah, so I think that's the whole season. Nice, um, okay. It's just as bonkers as the first two seasons. It's so Good. much fucking fun. All the actors are great. They're kind of uh, spoiler alert. They're kind of like processing the death of Niles Calder at the end of the second season. Uh, and, and there's you know some new new characters and villains and stuff like that that come in, including Billy Boyd, a Lord of the Rings alumni is in there. And oh Lord, oh no. Yeah. I know I've been looking forward to that finishing up like I want to binge that I've been looking forward to, like Doom Patrol has been one of the more consistent actually I think it might be my favorite DC property ongoing right now like the like in terms of a show or something show? like that yeah, yeah yeah it's up there like, like it's, it's pretty much shows. it's it's pretty good so I uh, know I'm uh, now that it's done that was my thing I just I hate watching shit week to week I just want to like binge it like Hawkeye was driving yeah. me insane I just wanted to get through it <laughs> so yeah, no, I'm, I'm glad it's you've you've been enjoying it because like I was, was looking forward to getting back into it. Yeah, if you like the week. first two seasons, you'll like the third. Like, just good, go ahead and good. get in. And nice. if you haven't got into it and you're looking for something really outside the box in terms of a comic book series, then just go back and watch it from the start. You know that seasons are very long. It's like 10 or 12 no, episodes. 10, yeah, that first season was so much fun, too, with two dicks and stuff. That was such yeah. a good time. Yeah. yeah. Negative. Yep. Yeah, cool. So with that, we can finish off this episode. Thanks very much for listening and uh, happy new year. Uh, hopefully 2022 will let us put all this bullshit in the fucking rear view and we'll be able to get back to some semblance of normalcy and fingers crossed. If you would like to talk to us about anything that you saw in this episode, you can talk to us on Facebook at facebook.com slash dance robot dance podcast. You can email us at dance robot dance podcast at gmail.com. You can tweet at us at DRD underscore podcast. You can tweet at me directly at DRD underscore Tim. You can tweet at Mark at M underscore roulette. You can also find Mark on Instagram at MT underscore roulette. And if you're not already subscribed to our podcast, you can do so on Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, most places podcasts can be found. And I'll reiterate what Mark said last week. We're about to have to change hosting. So if there's a hiccup in our distribution, please bear with us. We will get it things back on track. Just, yeah, it might take us, could take us a little bit just to get shit figured out in terms of, you know, getting all of the streams and shit updated. So. Mark's yeah. just nodding at me right now. Yeah, so I, I've looked at it and like my brain, as soon as I started thinking about it, my brain's just like, you don't want to do this. Fuck off. <laughs> I'm like, okay. We still got like a week and a half. Steam library it is, I guess. Yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> so, all right. Then we will talk to you next week about Hawkeye. So go watch that. And uh, I still know Kung Fu. No, he doesn't. <laughs>